in five, four, three, two, one. Homie Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. You got the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Alright. 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 Welcome everybody, it is Friday, October 13th, happy Friday the 13th to you. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Cards fans, are you looking for a competitive advantage in today's data-driven world? Of course you are. UofL College of Business is willing to give that to you with their Master's in Business Analytics course. It's going to take just 12 months, you need no previous coding experience. You can delve into the world of analytics and data visualization, learning essential tools like R, Python, Power BI. A little Power BI, TK? I do. Machine learning and more. I worked with Power BTI. It's now available both online and in person. To get started or learn more, visit business.louisville.edu backslash MSBA today. We're on the air today from 305 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the great state of Kentucky and far, far, far beyond. You know what's better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford's here, Trevor Kelsey's here, and we are getting you ready mostly today. For tomorrow night's, I don't think it's a stretch to say big game. They're all big games at this point. Big game between Louisville and Pitt. Storylines galore have popped up today. The vibes, we have about three hours to try and set them right. It's a spooky game. There are some things out there that are making me feel a little bit a little bit antsy, a little bit nervous. We'll try to, uh, to, to settle those fears and get you ready for game time throughout the course of today's show. Before we get to any of that good stuff, Trevor Kelsey, how are we? You were a little bit of a late arrival today. Is, is everything okay? Yeah, uh, well, I'm okay. I just I can't speak for the mouth breather whose car ran out of gas in the middle of the intersection uh, between Earl Lane and Westport Road. Uh, the same, the same, the same, uh, same dude who de- wouldn't come close to getting a four ten on the ACT who's giving me dirty looks. Why? <laughs> why I won't stop as he's walking across the middle of the road during a green light and. And and then give me dirty looks. I'm like, what are you doing? Just walking in the middle of the road. And I realized he's also the same moron who, who's causing the traffic. So it took me like a good 15, like extra few minutes getting across to the expressway because of uh, because of this dude. Sorry. If you're out there listening, you know who you are. Give away your driver's license. You don't deserve to have it. <laughs> <laughs> the bad vibes are starting already. No, that just makes me angry vibes. And those angry vibes, you know what I do with those angry vibes? Turn them into a positive. I take him out on 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 on, on that, that that French dude, Mel Claire or whatever, Bel Air or whatever his name is tomorrow. I think you remembered Bel Air, but it still got you no closer to the actual <laughs> pronunciation of his name. Not even the first letter. You know, you know, not, you know, not call him 
patient zero because that's what we're gonna he's gonna end up being when we're done with him. Christian Bayer. Whatever. Bayer. Bay loser. I'm a Bayer. I wear crystal sandals and, and Uggs with fur on them. Ooh, I'm Bayer. Not helping those passing numbers. That's all I know. <laughs> how was your how was your Thursday night, my friend? Uh it, I've had better. I don't like that. Um, I don't like that start either. So, like, originally, so, you know, I've had somewhat of a, a slump in my midweek gambling. You have. Uh, I think I'm, what, one out of nine, one out of eight, I think is what, well, one, seven and one, one and seven. Conference USA has not been kind to you. No, no, it has not. It has not been. I don't I think they're still bitter about the little exit, but Same either way. way. they treated Tulane back in the day. <laughs> Seriously, man. I mean, me and Tulane are just like one in, one in P2Bs in a pod. So, last night, I, I go with, I had uh, SMU minus 11. And I was getting a little nervous, but in, as it was the first game to close, it did close, and they won by they covered. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm things are coming back, right? I know where the story is headed. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, in case you were under a rock last night, I know you know where it's headed. So my other college game, I had West Virginia minus three and a half. I flipped the game over because uh. the NFL game is kind of boring. I'm feeling okay about the NFL getting ten and a half because even though it's like ten to nothing. You know, it, it, the, the the defense for Denver is playing well. So I flip it over, and I flip it, I kid you not, Houston's got the ball down 39-34. I'm like, oh, man, this is K. Perfect. I'm good. Perfect. No way no way they're going to give up a, hell, a 50-yard Hail Mary with no time left, right? 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 Wrong. I'm so sorry. I, I, saw I mean, that. they had it covered. If you can, if you can. I mean, that's bad beat galore. You and I both at the end of the show, we picked West Virginia to win and cover. And like when I saw that, I was like, I just hope Trevor didn't have money on that. Like when I, when I saw the play happen, not a lot, but I did. I've only put 25 on it. But and then on top of all that, then I go, well, I'm gonna go back to the NFL game now. They're they're gonna they're the NFL is good to me, right? They're 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 the ones that comfort me and and let me let me rest in their bosom, right? Uh, they're they're gonna take care of me. So as I'm watching, and you know, granted it's sixteen nothing, I'm getting ten and a half for Denver. Their offense has been softer than Elton John at the Playboy Mansion. It has done nothing the entire game, and then it teases me just the last minute with that getting eight points, cutting it to eight with like what five minutes left. I'm like, this is good. Now, now all you got to do is you, Kansas City can just run the ball, get some first downs, knee on the ball. I'm I'm good. No, they decide to go deep, kick a field goal, win by eleven. I saw that too. I mean, it was just like just, we were opposite on that one. I went from three for three, just having just, just the, the the angers of gambling gods. I hate to even do this to you, but I, I already had prepared this lead in my head, so I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, thanks. So you know that, like you know, for a long time we've talked. You gambled. We'd cross the bridge. You'd make your bets in Indiana, and I always talked about the fact that I don't, I, I don't gamble. Like, no, besides horse racing, you do horse racing. That's it, really. And, you know, since the sports betting became legal in Kentucky, I already had the DraftKings app set up for when we went up to Columbus a few months ago and we're at the Memorial Golf Tournament. Just You know, I was betting with friends. They gave me the free money. I'm like, let's, let's do this. Let's right. give it a shot. Had a, had made a lot of money that weekend. Had a little bit of money left over. So I've been using the, the, the new free deals that they have going, like the, hey, bet $50 on Kentucky to score one point against Florida, and you can, you know, double your money. And so I'm like, hey, it's basically $150 free. So I've been making some bets. If I'd known how easy this is, I would have been doing this for years, Trev. You should have just told, told me how easy this is. I don't lose bets anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't lose. Last night. Uh, I remember when I was that wide-eyed. Last night, I make three right bets in the, the Chiefs game. Kid. I've got, I, I think, Isaiah Pacheco because the, the weather is going to have more than 12 and a half receiving yards. I go pretty big on that. Boom. Hit it very quickly. I take the under in the game. 
because of the elements and because Denver's offense sucks and, and Kansas City's been a little bit overhyped. That is a very easy win. And then I do an in-game parlay with those two things plus the Chiefs leading by 6.5 at halftime, covering 6.5 at halftime. Bam. Three bets, three big wins. Your boy's rolling it. This is the easiest thing in the entire world. It's the most greatest moment you've ever had having not having a share room with me right now because I really want to smack you. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. It's okay. I mean, I I, I do well, too. I know too. karma's I, coming, but for right now, it feels good. I've had good weekends, too. It ha- I mean, they, they come and go. That's okay. I'm 5-1 and one I'm, on my big X, big I'm, bets. I'm waiting for the day when you come in here. I'm like, man, John's not going to college. <laughs> <laughs> I will never let it get that far. <laughs> so he says on October 13th. Yeah. How often do you think Mary looks at my finger to see if my ring is still there? <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, that ring is not uh, its not getting any money back. Is that a curiosity? I got the cheapest wedding ring you could possibly get. Who, who gives the best money for plasma and blood around here? <laughs> my favorite story, because I, I always, I, I do secretly judge the men who like buy the expensive wedding rings. I, I, I judge them, but I'm also like, damn, you must be doing well. Because who cares? Nobody ever cares about a male, a, a man's wedding I ring. I can't imagine. Nobody I, cares. Now, now, you didn't get the like the, the normal trendy the black one, did I, you? No. I, I got okay. to, So when I figured out how much I was going to spend on Mary's ring. Which that's, you need to go spend, that, but it's the engagement ring, not right. the wedding ring you spend on, Well, right? both. You, you spend it on, on, on both. I thought, I thought you, had to go, you, you wanted to go more for the engagement. You do. Okay. The, the engagement ring costs more, but the wedding band also comes with a Fairly hefty fee. So, I'm sure it does. So when I figured out like how much I was going to spend, like well, once we got that established, because that's the big thing. They're like, okay, now do you want to look at the, the men's rings? And, and I was like, sure. And, and uh, Wendy over there, you hear on all the ads, she worked with me, and she was like, wow, you had the, you had the actual Wendy. The top dog back in the day. Look at you. She She's like, here's the, <laughs> yeah, these are the like the more expensive ones down here. I'm like, keep going left. Keep going left. <laughs> like, all the way down to the left. Like all the way down to the left. Like he just stands there when he's showing the wedding invitation. He just flips the book over. <laughs> if I could have gotten a 25-cent ring from Kroger and had that suffice as my wedding ring, I would have done that. At that point, I'm like, you know, nobody cares about my ring. Let's go. Yeah, That is true. No one does care about the man's ring. My ring quite literally costs like 1 140th of what Mary's <laughs> did. I'm like, I will spend $75 on this ring if I can. Uh, so that's yeah. Especially you get the Zach Morris ring, take it off, and your fingers green. And you know what? No one's judged me in in almost ten years of marriage. Nobody's been like, "Damn, you went cheap on the the male wedding ring." Because nobody looks at the guy's wedding. No, ring. no, they don't. Nobody cares. Nobody. It's cares. usually just a, a basic band, right? That's what mine is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, but but that was the was the doesn't even really fit correctly. Was the black band thing? Was that cool when you got married, or did that come afterwards? I don't know if it was ever cool. I don't, I don't know anything. I know people who have them. You know, what I'm talking about it's just something. I different. do. Yeah. I just never pay attention. Because nobody cares about a guy's wedding. <laughs> I don't care. You don't care. Nobody cares. I I guess. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, no I didn't cares. know when this game of fashion will be cool. No one cares. I just happened to see somebody wearing one one day when we were doing a remote, and I was like, "Why do you have? Like, did she die?" He's like, "No." I was like, "It looks like something you wear like as a widow." I'm in grieving. <laughs> yeah, I'm in grieving. I switched from gold to black, <laughs> like that black patch they used to wear on two jackets <laughs> when, right. you were, when you were in grieving. Yeah. What I think of. That's okay. Cause it does kind of feel like that way. It, it looks too emo. I feel like it's like a, you know, like. I mean, it's marriage. Yeah, I mean. It's, what I mean, else do you have? I, I make enough marriage and funeral jokes being one and the same as is. You really need to wear your wedding ring as black. You're making it a layup. I mean, yeah. You're just you're helping me out here. All right. So we've got, uh, we want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. It will be a Louisville Pitt heavy show. We've also got Louisville Pitt volleyball tonight Ooh, coming up at, uh, at 7 Pitt's o'clock. going to hate us by Monday. If you can make it to the KFC Yum Center, we encourage you to do so. They've got the timeline of events up there on their Twitter page and the GoCards.com page. This is like, 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 this has become, you know, Louisville 
sort of became when Kentucky baseball wasn't as good. They've gotten good recently, obviously, but for a long period of time, Louisville and Vanderbilt were kind of more rivals than Louisville and Kentucky in baseball. Yeah, it, it sort of feels like a similar thing is happening with Louisville and Pitt volleyball, where the Kentucky game is a big deal. And don't get me wrong, Kentucky volleyball is still very good, but over the last three years, because Louisville and Pitt have been so nationally relevant and because they've played so many times, this kind of feels like it's stepping up and being like the that secondary big-time rival. You know, they played three times last year. They both won on their home floor, and they met in the Final Four, and Louisville takes down Pitt in a five-set thriller. They're both back in the top ten this year. Louisville's number six, Pitt's number eight. Uh, Louisville already has a conference loss, so there's very little margin for error if they want to win yet another conference championship. Who did we lose to? We lost to, uh, to NC State a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I don't like them either. Yeah, it was it was a bad four-set loss. So we've got two losses already this Damn season. Judge cheated us. We, we're hoping to hit our stride here. We're hoping to get things going. This would be a, a nice little statement because there are people out there who are saying, hey, Trevor, the cards. Yeah, Mike, what up? They're not as good as they were the last two years. They, what? They, they Five sets to beat Dayton. Lost to Stanford, what? lost to NC State, struggled a little bit out of the gate against North Carolina last weekend. They're looking like they're a little bit lackluster. Maybe they've lost a step or two. This would be a nice little statement victory saying we're still very much a national title contender and we're still very much the top dogs in the ACC. So let's hope that we can start this weekend, this very heavy pit weekend, with a victory tonight. And then tomorrow, I, so I didn't know this until today, and we would have used this as the fuel for whatever. All week long. We're always looking for added motivation. This is Pitt's homecoming game tomorrow. We're Pitt's homecoming opponent. That's a slap in the face. They're wearing all blue. We need to make them all blue tomorrow. This their, we're their homecoming game? We're their homecoming game. This is homecoming weekend for Pitt. Just, they don't have very many home games maybe this year? I don't I mean, did they, did, they, did, did they think? It's a slap in the face, Trev. It is. We got Pat Narduzzi out here talking about we're Scott Satterfield coach still, basically. We've got... <laughs> he's, still, he's still mad about that one. I'm still mad about that. We, I don't even, even know if you've seen Pat Narduzzi sliding into Bring Brom Home Guys DMs today. De- oh, no, no, no. Oh, hold yes. Up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yes. Yes. Wait a minute, Pat. Wait a minute. He's on tilt. No, wait a minute, dude. I, I can... You you can you can confuse our our, our our god of a coach for for our schmuck of a coach all you want. That's your own problem. You can... You can... You, you can, you can uh, Stupidly give us your homecoming tag and get beat on homecoming. That's your issue. You can have a dumb name. Not my problem. Blame your parents. But no, what you don't do, what you don't ever, ever do, is screw a bring Brom home guy. It's coming after him. Now, now, we, now, now we got fighting words here, buddy. So bring Brom home guy. This, this, is burnt, this is burnt dog poo in a bag on your front lawn, Naduzzi. On a related note, I had to remute Bring Bomb Home Guy today. <laughs> you had to remute him. I had to remute. I under- I, he doesn't even bug me. He, I, I mean, I see him in my timeline. And he tags well, he's been me. Saying, but- he's been saying like a lot of nice. He was saying a lot of nice things about me the last couple months. So a few months ago, I unmuted him. Also, you know, he brought <laughs> Jeff Brom home. And then today, <laughs> and we every, all do know you every do single tweet that I have sent today, every single tweet or any every single tweet that somebody has sent me, he's responded with the hashtag Beat Pit, and it's just it's a little too much. I can't. <laughs> I can't go through my mentions without seeing you, him every two you seconds. You just don't have the enthusiasm he does. You're just, I, I wish. I can't you, use Twitter. If you had, it's like your your fanhood is your wedding ring, and we're, we're Mary's wedding ring. Our fanhood is her wedding ring. That's I, what. The, look, bring from home, guy. I still love you. I still got love for you. I had to mute you again, though. It was we had a nice little two month run there where I was seeing your tweets. <laughs> but if you tweet at me, I'll still see it. But I, I can't. 
I can't, I can't deal with that. I can't deal with every five seconds getting a notification. I don't get notifications. But every time I check Twitter, I can't deal with seeing you 75 times in my timeline. So, what, can't handle. so here's what happened. So what did Pat say? So Bring Brown Home Guy has been taking the, the, like, the footage from the press conference that Pat Narduzzi had. And he's been kind of he's been having a little bit of fun with it. Like he he, he makes it a video <laughs> when he gets asked the question about compare Jeff Brom's teams to Scott Satterfield's teams. It, it, like it kind of looks like Narduzzi does like a half eye roll, and Bring Brom Home guy has definitely been playing. I'm like he's rolling his eyes at Jeff Brom. <laughs> and then today he did this thing where you know they asked about you know what has Brom done to be so good and to get this team to six and zero, and he says. Narduzzi thinks about it, and he's like, ask me the same question after the game, and like kind of laughs. And Bring Brum Home Guy's like, he's laughing at us. He's, he's laughing at us. Takes the footage. <laughs> so Bring Brum Home Guy posts a, a screenshot of some DMs that he got, and he does black out the name. But the assumption is that it's Pat Narduzzi because the, the, the body of the text is this. I don't know who you are, but you need to stop misrepresenting myself and our team on X. Take, on X. On X. <laughs> Narduzzi, he's, he's an Elon guy. Take them down, please. Bring Brown Home Guy responds something. He kind of blocks out his own response. And then Narduzzi says, take them down or you will be reported. Bring Brown Home Guy says, no, hashtag be pit. Let's see that now. <laughs> so this is, what Pat, this is how Pat Narduzzi is spending his day on game day eve. We're already in his head. I kind of, we, haven't even, we haven't even gotten to the weekend and he's already been beaten. There are some bad vibe stuff out there. This is the one thing that has me thinking, like, okay, if Pat Narduzzi is spending his day before the game, Focused on bring Brom home guy. I, I'm feeling good about this game. There's no way that we can lose these guys. By the way, hashtag we're in your head. Wouldn't that mean past tense? Well, you can't use an apostrophe. Oh, okay. In, uh, in <laughs> it's a flaw in the system. It does look like we're in your head. I was like, yeah, I was gonna say, I was like are we no longer there? Play hop out. I mean, <laughs> bring Brom home guy. God love you. <laughs> he does do the 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 cranberries uh, gif where they're in your head, <laughs> yes. in your head. I'm curious what his response was. Doozy, doozy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I kind of wish it that looks like something too. about his about the video. It's just like don't post those videos or something. It looks like he says. Yeah, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with what Bring Brown Home guy did. He didn't. No, he just what everybody else does in, in, on Twitter. He didn't manipulate him. the video or anything. Yeah, I mean, journalists a lot of times will cut videos, and it, when you watch the actual press conference and the actual clip, you realize, oh, it's not nearly as malicious as as it kind of seems to be in this little five it. second clip. And Bring Brown Home guy, I'm not calling him a journalist, but he's basically just doing the same thing here. He's done his job. Bravo to you, Bring Brom Home Guy. Bravo. He's definitely piling on, too. Bring Brom Home Guy is taking this very personally. This is, I think this is why he's spamming everybody's tweets again with just, like, the beat pit stuff. And now he's just he's tagging Coach Narduzzi in every one of his tweets. <laughs> it's fine work. Say what you want about him. He is consistent. He's <laughs> look, he does you, you, listen, He's diligent, for sure. You can be annoyed by his antics all you want, maybe. But what you can't do is call him lazy. You can't knock the results either. I mean, people really still think this is me. <laughs> well, I, I never did. Okay. Good. I never did because I'm like, there's no way. Trevor's never put that much effort into anything in his entire life. Well, I, I, in the past. But, yeah. No, never. <laughs> never. You've never tried this hard at anything. Not in the 20s to get laid. but I, mean, I don't even think you did. I, I really, I don't believe that. <laughs> Not as much. There's a different level from what Brock Brom Home Guy is doing. God knows how Bring Brom Home's social life is. I can't imagine like what he's like, how just persistent he is. I feel like if he was once married, like I could just see, like, I can the, see that. the wife being like, "Honey, I'm leaving." He's like, "Okay, I got one more tweet, sweetheart." 
and I'll, I'll be right there. She's like, I'm walking. I'm taking the kids with me. All right, that's that's great. Will you will you hit me my charger? Can you imagine that's like a 45 year old married father of two. He's like, what are you doing right now? Don't worry about it. It's work. Dad, dad daddy's getting under the skin of the Pat Narduzzi. <laughs> I have been in that situation before where, like, you know, like, you know, I'll do the the field storming tweet before we play Clemson to try and just, like, just troll Clemson fans. And Mary will be like, are you busy right now? And I'm like, kind of. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't want to say. Aggravating entire fan base, sweetie. <laughs> I'm single-handedly destroying the psyche of the Clemson fan base because I don't think my team's going to beat them on the field. Well, can you pause it for five minutes and take the trash out? Yeah, I mean, she's like, she's like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, I I would rather not say right now. Let's just call it work. It's part of my public persona. Don't worry about it. Like, you are a 38-year-old man. This is how you're spending your days. I think Bring Rome Home guy's younger. Ah, he's got to be, yeah. He's either yeah. Patrick or somebody Patrick knows. I don't know. I feel I, confident about I, I, that. I don't think I'm, maybe it is Patrick. I, don't know. I would say yes. I agree. I would say his age is somewhere between 18 and 20, 28. I think he's early 20. I probably I think I lean towards more of that, but I'll give him a ten year window. This is my legal profile. I'm trying to my police profile. I think he's early twenties. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen him made like, I haven't seen him made like references that would be of someone over thirty yet. Well, what, he doesn't really say anything besides bring Brom home or now beat Pitt. I stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, the spread does continue to go down, by the way. Pitt is now a seven-point underdog. Uh, the line opened at 10 or 9.5, depending on where you were looking at the beginning of the week. The money continues to come in on the Pitt Panthers. I think there's some reasons for that. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Uh, the, you know, the weather, you've got some troubling trends out there. But the public definitely seems to believe that Pitt has a fighting chance to at least cover the spread against Louisville. And they believe this is going to be a dogfight. And I want to know where you are, TK, because this is the only meter that matters to me. Your your confidence <laughs> level, one to ten. You've been a, a little bit, I don't know, like a, a little bit muted this week. A little bit, uh, you know, less confident than I was thinking after the big win over Notre Dame. You're typically you're more of the overly optimistic fan, especially as the week goes on. So right now, Friday, game day eve, about 27 hours before kickoff. Where are you? Scale of one to ten. One, no chance Louisville wins. Ten. No chance Louisville loses. Well, not that it affects my, my confidence level for tomorrow. I literally did not realize it was Friday the 13th until you opened the show. Well, it is, but the game's not today. I know. Well, thankfully, yes. That's that's the bad luck for people like Colorado and company playing tonight. Uh, for me tomorrow, uh, I was at like a, I was, what, what was that, like it's early sevens, I think, on Wednesday or something? Yes, I think that's right. Um, I'll tell you what. Um, amazingly, nothing, no, no one involved with with the football program has raised my my confidence slightly, and that that is our bring Brom home guy. You you've brought me joy in my life, unlike the last three girlfriends couldn't, my friend. And you have brought me Brom home, and you brought me now the confidence level because of these tweets you're just showing me. I'm at an eight point four. Oh wow. Yes, I'm. At what 8. a jump! The classic I, Friday Kelsey jump. I am. I I'm feeling. Listen, Pitt. Homecoming, they want to call it homecoming all they want to try to raise their confidence. They want to make, they they want to try to bring in the volleyball game and hope they can sneak in a win there, which they're not going to, to bring their confidence. They can trash our, our, our head coach's biggest cheerleader online and think it's going to raise their confidence. No, sorry. Pumble pit, baby. It's going down tomorrow night. More like a bra. I got to wa- watch, watch it on my phone. Well, you, did you have to do that last week, though? 
No, I got home for last week. That's right. No, I was thinking at the beginning of the week. No, you were no, I got no. I no. I had. I did go out last week, but I got home by seven. I got home for the night game. I was home by like six. It's a Brom coming. It's not a homecoming. The, this one, it's I, a Brom coming. We're, we've got a dinner at six o'clock. I gotta be it. That's right. You said that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, 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 so am I. <laughs> My family's not listening. Come on, Nancy. <laughs> Let the boy watch the game. It's like he, the, the old. He gets, I asked for the Hurley boy for skit from Saturday Night Live with Sandler and Farley. <laughs> He's gonna wash your sheets. Let's up the man. He's clean. For the love of God, let the boy sleep in your bed. I mean, I I ask for roughly sixteen weekends, sixteen weekends a year. That's all I ask for. Let me watch the game on my TV. Nothing else. Twelve, 12 for football, sixteen for football for NFL. I mean, I, I I I don't ask for a lot, people. I really don't. Let's take a first break. When we come back, <laughs> uh, a few reasons why there's some. I don't know. A little, little spookiness surrounding this game. I'll read a couple of stats out here, a couple of trends that will uh, we'll have to set those the vibes. We'll have to re- recorrect them. We'll have to. My vibes are good. Your vibes need to be obviously. They do. I need, I need a little bit of help here, but I'm going I'm to explain why after the break. Right. We'll also do Trevor's favorite Friday thing. It's bowl projection time. Let's see where the cards are in the various bowl projections that are out there, and then we'll turn things over to you guys on the text line at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Friday the 13th edition here on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. Back in Friday edition. Happy Friday to you, the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961 The Big X. I glanced at the text line earlier today. It was already up on my computer. I was getting, I was doing some other work, and I glanced at it during the, uh, the I guess it was the Matt Dennison show. But I looked back and I saw a couple of the texts for KRC were talking about this, the speed dating thing. Yeah, I brought it up to Scoots last night after the show. Apparently, the, the person who texted in, he meant that for Scoots. He didn't, re- he, he, like, it's a KRC listener. Wow, well, I'm a little offended. Well, he, he after we, we brought it up, like he was like, I think we need Trevor and Scoots to do this. But he sent it in, and initially he was just thinking about Scoots. But now he wants both of you guys to do it. Well, it was Scoots, wasn't even, Scoots didn't even really want to do it, I don't think. I'm the one that's... Uh, you see, you go after the... Why does Scoots not want to do it? I don't know. He's like, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of maybe. I guess it could be. Dude, come on. Look. What are you embarrassed? I mean, what's the worst that's gonna happen? I mean, one, there's a. We sound like we're talking into cups right now. Let's open our, our sound a little bit. It's gonna get messed up a little bit. Is that better? I'll turn you down a little bit. Yeah. All right, I think it's okay. It sounds a little bit better now. Yeah. One. One. There's a realistic possibility. Well, I wouldn't. One or two of you could find love. That's that's one thing. I would I would drop the word realistic, but yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It's more possible than not doing anything. For you two guys, more possible than you staying home and Scoots playing golf. Yeah. Two. Or Scoots is staying home too, watching Harry Potter again. Acting out scenes in his bedroom with his <laughs> roommate. You might want to leave that part off the sweet dating. <laughs> I wouldn't leave with it. I even told Scoots I'd pay for his, his ticket to this if he did it with me. I mean, look, 
it's also great content for both of our shows. And you were so willing to provide content for Raider that you took the damn ACT. <laughs> the least, like the least Scoots could do, is do something like this that may, in the end, actually benefit him as well. Will I get weird looks at the from from when I took the ACT or from when I go to speed date? <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I did say ACT. Because I did notice it said twenty one and over. So I'm like, okay. I mean, that's obviously a a good thing probably for me. But more importantly, it's like, does that mean like? I mean, I have this feeling it's going to be like a bunch of like mid twenties. I don't know. I think it'll be all over the place. Okay. I'm, I'm, You're still, gonna be... I'm still. The fact that a quarry does also raise the flag to me. Like, who has to get thrown in? I know. I'm more worried about me like. <laughs> you're like, all right, you're like, you get like five minutes with them or two minutes or whatever. And like the bell rang and she's like, she's okay. She just gets up and turns around and walks and just, just walks straight off the cliff right after talking with me for five minutes. I'm like, what am I going to do? Scoots just told me his worst fear is that he gets there and he gets no numbers and I walk away with a girl. <laughs> I told him that's a very logical fear. I picture you like that, the speed dating episode of The Office where they have like on Valentine's Day, where like it's, you're like Kevin where he's just like making out with that chick like all over the place. At the I didn't end. Like, remember that. That'll be used like, damn, Trev just moves very quickly. I just picture myself being like a 40-year-old virgin, like <laughs> going out there and running into like Coffin Girl or something. I don't know. You know who I really liked? <laughs> Gina. <laughs> I, I promise you, my speed dating card will not read like your dudes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple of notes on the game this weekend. So, I, I think two facts have been out there and, and talked about ad nauseum this week. One, well, at least one. The, the whole Jeff Brom beating top ten teams and then losing the next week thing that's out there a bunch. And we kind of, I, I, I tried to nip it in the bud yesterday and, and say this is a different situation entirely. Brom beat three top ten teams when he was at Purdue. The next week, yes, he lost all three of those games. They were an underdog in every every single game. They were an underdog at Michigan State. They were a home underdog against Ohio State. They were a home underdog against uh, whoever they were in the, whoever they played in the other game, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. That's different than going on the road playing a a pit team that has not beaten an FBS team yet and being a touchdown favorite. We'll see what the line is actually on a kickoff, but I think it's safe to assume. We're going to be a touchdown favorite if we lose this game. Because the worst team of those three was that Michigan State year, and they were five and three when they played them. Still, yeah, I mean, and still, you know, not a terrible team. And I think it also bears repeating. Like I think this Louisville team probably better than any team that he had a pit. I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we'll we'll, we'll revisit that when the Purdue. season's over. Uh, Purdue, thank you. No, they're still better in pit though. You had that right too. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, none of Jeff Brom's pits teams were were better than this Louisville team. But I, I do think we have a better team. So, better team, worse opponent. I don't think that you can view this as some sort of trend, unless, of course, we go up there and we lose tomorrow, in which case I, I think you can definitely make something of that and say we were riding a little too high after the Notre Dame game and maybe reading our own press clippings a little bit too much, and, and that's what happened. The other thing that, that we talked about, and this was not uh, discussed ad nauseum, but it is unique to us, how weird things have gotten for us on October 14th over the years. You were talking about Friday the 13th being weird. We've had some very strange losses in the modern era of Cardinal football on this date. The Brett Favre Hail Mary, October 14, 1989. A random road loss to Wyoming, October 14, 1995. The Kerry Rhodes dropped interception game at Miami that we were undefeated, looking for national recognition, 
We lose that game, October 14th, 2004. I think you're selling an infomercial for the books of the Enigma. And the last one, the, the, the game that I think doomed the 2017 season to be just average. The last year we had Lamar Jackson, the 45-42 home loss to a bad Boston College team where A.J. Dillon just ran all over us. Also known as the first time that I ever sent the whatever, I, I was already dead inside tweet. It was right after that play. So we've had some weird losses. So you say it was born or died that day? Yes. <laughs> born and dead. We've also had some weird wins. The Thursday night win over Duke in 2016 when we were very much in the college football playoff race and we played a not great game, 124-14. That was October 14th. The 23-17, the close call we had in 2006 against Cincy where they had a last uh, second chance to win that game. We intercepted a pass in the end zone on the final play. 23 to 17. I think Travis Kelsey was on that team. Was he? It's, he's at 2006, right? Yeah, is he that old? Give or, no, he maybe There's not. no way he's Maybe that it was old. Jason was on it. But I guess we're, Travis was on it since 19 we played. If he was on that team, then he's like my age. And I don't think Travis Kelsey. He's 34. Just, yeah, he's not that old. Yeah. Uh, the, and, and then our other win in the modern era was a 38 24 win over Cincinnati in 2000. So the wins haven't been that great. I don't, I don't know what it is about this date. That's a weird thing. But here's what really threw me about this game. Chris Felica, I, I love his. I think he's he always has the best gambling trends out there. And and he went back in his picks of the week. He did not highlight in his actual post taking Pitt to cover the spread or beat Louisville, but he did in his tweet of his thread of interesting trends say this. Since 1978, 49 teams have gone off favored the week after upsetting Notre Dame. Only 12 of those 49 teams covered the spread and nine of those 12 were a double-digit favorite. 15 of the 49 lost outright, and 11 of the 13 have failed to cover since 20, uh, 2011. That's a lot of numbers. Also, well, I'll sum it up for you. Teams don't typically play well after upsetting Notre Dame when they're favored the next week. Three times in the regular season, Pat Narduzzi has faced a team 6-0 and or better. Twice the Panthers have won outright. In 2016, they were 5-4, and they knocked off a 9-0 Clemson team, 43-42, as a 21-point underdog. Yeah, In 2017, they were 4-7 when they beat a 10-0 Miami team, 24-14, as a 12-point underdog. Their only loss in this situation in 2018, they were 3-3, three and, three, and they nearly beat a 6-0 Notre Dame team. They lost 19-14, despite being a 21-point underdog. My point is this. Pitt loves this situation. They love it. They live for these types of moments. They love playing spoiler. They're absolutely going to try to play spoiler against us. The only thing that I would say is they've beaten at least one ranked team in seven straight years, but they got three ranked teams to play after us. So maybe it's not us that's going to get got. Maybe it's Florida State. Maybe it's Duke. Maybe it's Notre Dame again. Who knows? But the trend's a little bit troubling. We have to rectify these vibes. We have to fix this because I don't, I don't like any of the stuff that I'm reading right now. To quote the, the great uh, Han Solo, never tell me the odds. That's all you have to say. Uh, you do a lot of numbers at me, dude. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. You got a 14 and a half, man. I, I thought you could handle. And apparently, from what I remember hearing in that whole that whole rant, is that's how many teams have have won since beating Notre Dame in an upset. And you know what? You can make it 15. Listen, here, here's the thing about the, especially the last stat you gave me with an Not one, by the way. Cover the spread. Okay. Uh, the last thing you gave me about Pat with his wins, those were great upsets. But here's the thing: we're not Al Golden and we're not Dabo Sweeney. We're Jeff Brom, baby, and we don't fall for that crap, okay? So you, that those are great wins. Good job. Congratulations. In the past. You know, this lives in the past, Notre Dame. Look what happened to them last week. 
bring it. I, All right, I like this. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need to know about what you did in 2014 or 16 or 18, or what you did, you know, in in 2022. Even what matters is what happens in 2023, and what happens in 2023 is you go to one and five. You doesn't matter. We 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 figure out we wasted our time learning how to pronounce your quarterback's name because he's not going to survive past this weekend anyway. And then you can spend more time while you're unemployed because you're getting fired because we just whooped you on homecoming just to, to get to, to troll internet people like bring Brom home guy. That's what I got to say to all that. Mark Rick was Miami coach in 2017, by the way. <laughs> Even worse. Not Al <laughs> Not much better. I do like, <laughs> you're helping I do my like the response, though. I like the response. <laughs> You're not buying into it. I can remember what year you said. I knew it was one of the It's two. okay. <laughs> I, I was like, just let him cook. <laughs> the Germans, just let him go. <laughs> He's in the zone. He's good to go. I do keep coming back to the fact that we have Pat Narduzzi rattled. I, we do. I don't think this is going to be like, I, I don't think it's a added motivation for him. I think it's a he's he's rattled. He had to bench his quarterback. He talked about taking moving his quarterback to tight end. He's, you know. I mean, who who, who, who the third string was is not going to be the backup. Well, I guess they didn't move Jerkovich to tight end officially, did they? They didn't. He's back at quarterback. Yeah, you're right. That's right. They basically were like, well, you just suck, and we're just not going to Clearly, you suck at two positions. It's the Matt Saracen thing. He's like, can I please just play somewhere else? They're like, no, you just have to be the backup now. Sorry. Do you have any more eligibility? Where's Jerkovich going to show up next year? Um, <laughs> I feel like he's going to play somewhere. I was about to take a cheap shot. I'm not going to say it. Like Division two school or something? I think he's done. I think this is his last year. Is he getting on Bellarmine's 7 for 7 team? Hey, my buddy's coaching over there. Is he? <laughs> Tayshaun McBroom, Trinity's finest. Hey, I remember him, yeah. He's a, he was a beast. He's on the staff over there. Tearing it up. He played college ball, didn't he? He did. He played at uh, – he started at – I've always said if Tayshaun played like in today's age where there, like, there's more – it was easier to get film out there, he would have gone to a bigger school. But he was just – People looked at his size, and they just kind of discounted his numbers because he was a smaller guy. But he played yeah. at uh, West Georgia, and then he ended up he finished up at Georgetown College. Okay, but he was a. Uh, I mean, he was. You can watch the film of that O two Trinity Mail game. He was the best speed on the field. No, I do. I remember his name. So he's a finalist for Mr. Football. Yeah. He was the guy when I was coming into high school in my class. There were three guys that everybody talked about. It was Mike Bush, uh, Keenan Burton, and Tayshawn. And it was all this like, you know, where are they going to go to school? I think everybody knew Mike was going to go to Mail, but for a while, like, Keenan actually. Was going to go to Low Trinity. Low pure in Louisville. You're pure Louisville. Where are they going to go to school? We're talking about high schools. Well, yeah, in my grade. I know. I know. And Keenan was going to go to Trinity, and the rumor was that he didn't want to. When Tayshawn was coming, he was like, like eh. Go to Manual. I want to play running back. So he went to Manual and ended up playing quarterback. But all three of those guys were just absolute monsters. Uh, but Tayshawn, yeah, he coached. He was Oldham County's head coach for a couple of years. Now he's coaching uh, the Bellarmine Sprint team. He's one of their coaches. I was like, I suppose, the, the, I, don't, I don't know how much truth there is, but the 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 what the. The, the hot topic was that, that Kentucky got Burton because they were like, you can play quarterback, and same with us with Bush with Mayo, uh, with Bush coming. Like, we're allowed to play quarterback, and yet neither one of them played quarterback at either school. Well, with Bush, it was definitely true. Like, <laughs> they absolutely sold him on that. I, and I'm, that's one I, and I, I, I can't confirm it, but I had people that went to Mayo with, with like Keenan that supposedly said the same thing about him with UK. They were like, oh, we're going to let you play quarterback. We're going to give you a shot. That's weird, though, because Keenan like, never threw the ball. Bush, he at least – like they threw it a ton at Mayo. Yeah, I mean, and he, I mean, he he said since then that he like when they announced that Brian was coming here, when, when they announced that they signed Brian, he was like ready to transfer. He's he's like I'll go to Ohio State, but you know they they, they sold him on playing running back, and I think it ended up being a good move for all it parties. Was a very concerned. good move, yeah. The only the problem with his career is that the Eagles drafted 
Tony Blair, or whatever his name, bum name was from Penn State, and passed on Michael Bush in the draft. Bobby Petrino just loved lying to people. If he told you you were going to play a position in college, if there was. If there, Are you telling me he actually knew hair went into hair? There's the there's the old story of you know Kerry Rhodes came here wanting to play quarterback. Yeah, I'm, and yeah. there's the old story of you know people talk coming over to Petrino on the first day of practice in, in on Rhodes' freshman season or whenever he came over and saying the kid looks you know, who's that kid out there taking snaps and he's like oh he's a safety don't worry about it and they're like well why is he playing quarterback and he was like. Well, his mom's here today, and she's going home today, so he'll be at safety tomorrow. I was like, <laughs> well, also a move that worked out pretty well for all parties. Who was the, who was uh, was it was it? Ma- I know he was a bust with the Eagles, but was it Malcolm Smith that also was recruited as a quarterback? And Marcus moved, Smith. Marcus Smith. Yeah. Yes, he was. I couldn't remember. I knew we had a defensive end and then moving to uh, from quarterback over. And well. Dominic Brown, who the running back, was also. I remember Dominic Brown. Yeah, because Dominic Brown, I think, actually did throw some passes. I think he threw two interceptions in his career. Marcus Smith. One I, was in that FIU game. We lost to T.Y. Hilton. Marcus Smith, I went to the very first open practice his freshman year, and he was working out with quarterbacks. And I think everyone that just saw him throwing into a net was like, <laughs> well, this kid's not going to play quarterback here. Like, like he's, we'll see where he goes, but he's, it, this is going to be his one of his last practices at quarterback. Like, it was very obvious that he just he did not have the dexterity. It did not look natural at all when he was playing quarterback. I mean, I don't know how big he was as a freshman, but he left. He was 260 pounds. I mean, he was huge. I mean, again, a move that worked out very well for all parties concerned. Yeah, he I was mean, except for Philly, but yeah. Well, for us. And, and I mean, <laughs> Hey, Marcus still made a ton of money. Yeah, it was it worked out for everybody but Philly. I mean, it worked out great for Marcus. Let's get to your, your favorite <laughs> section of the week. Let's, let's let's go over our weekly bowl projections as we All are. Right, let's go bowling. At the mid, officially the midway point of the season, six and zero. Run some shoes. No losses. Is that good? Six and zero. Six and zero seems good. I think it's good. I think it's good too. Let's I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe being top four, top fifteen in the country halfway through the season and being undefeated. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I think it's a good thing. Let's see if the bowl projections reflect a bump this week after the the big win over Notre Dame. Let's give me that bump. ESPN, two of their guys, uh, Bonagura still has us going to the Pop-Tarts Bowl where we would play West Virginia. I wonder if that would change after last night's game. Yeah, really. Mark Schleybach, Schleybach. Schleybach. Has us playing in the Relia Quest Bowl, which is the... Uh, which one is that? It's the Outback Bowl. Okay, thank basically. you. Basically. Uh, against Ole Miss. <laughs> I got up to asking what it used to be. I know. I've been that all the time. It's still a January 1st game. It's a noon kickoff on ESPN2 yeah. down there in Tampa. He has us playing Ole Miss in that game. I would take that. That's the one Kentucky's been to us several times, played Penn State, I think, isn't it? That's, it's basically the it's the best ACC bowl game outside of the playoff and the Orange Bowl. Okay. I wouldn't mind some revenge on Ole Miss to begin with. I wouldn't either. It'd be a nice little matchup. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be a fun game probably. Brett McMurphy over at the Action Network has us playing uh, Penn State in the Orange Bowl. Okay, I would, I wouldn't. That'd be a tough game, but I would take it. Obviously, it was freaking Orange Bowl. What am I talking about? Yeah. January first, four p.m. on ESPN. Yeah. Jerry Palm of CBS has Louisville playing Tennessee in the Gator Bowl, December 29th. I wouldn't hate that. Wouldn't hate that at all. That's also a Tier One game for the conference. Plus, Tennessee's nice. You know, nice to recruiting to beat a team locally. I'd like to play Tennessee. Yeah, we've, I think we've talked about this before. That'd be a, you know, Braum would a probably bring a match. smile to his face a little bit, knowing how his career went with them. Yeah, Brian also turned down Tennessee way back in the day. A lot of people turned down Tennessee. The uh, college football news has Louisville playing Penn State in the Orange Bowl. I would, we obviously would take that. Yeah, twenty four seven Sports has Louisville in the Outback Bowl against Texas A and M. Little Petrino rematch. Yeah, I don't, I'd be surprised A&M could be that good to get there, but okay. God, I don't know if I'd want to play Petrino. I, those storylines just wouldn't be fair. Wouldn't be fun. 
Oh, I, I mean, motivation of, of our coaching staff would be worth it, though. Athlon has Louisville in the Gator Bowl against Ole Miss. Who's the one schmuck who put us in the Pop-Tart Bowl so far? The one dude for ESPN. I think he just didn't update his picks from last week. Okay, I was going to say, because, I mean, him. clearly the, the, he, is, he is the lone wolf amongst the well, people no. that have moved up. Watch those words. Uh, College Football Network has Louisville in the Holiday Bowl against USC. That'd be a lot of fun. December twenty seventh, eight p.m. on Fox. Uh, we've never played. We've never played in the holiday. Holiday bowl. Would be, I, yeah, I'd love to be able to be played in the holiday bowl. Holiday bowl is always one of the most fun games. It is. Yeah, it's one of those to always remember. Yeah, a lot of points. Prime time. It's now it's on Fox. They got to deal with the the Pac twelve network. Bring it on. Uh, and then finally, Yahoo has us in the Pop Tarts Bowl because that's that's what they are. They're a Yahoo playing Kansas. So. Was this a particular writer? Or is just Yahoo doesn't give like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't give his name. It's just Mister Yahoo. Well, yeah, no one. Tim Yahoo. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give my name either if I was picking us to go to the Pop Tart Bowl. Trent so. Yahoo has us playing Kansas in the. the guy from uh, the Pop Tarts Bowl? Dead Lasso. <laughs> Trent Krim, the Independent. <laughs> to sum up, the Pop Tarts Bowl still has the most picks. I thought we had two. I take it back. They're tied for the most picks. I was looking at last week's picks. I was going to say, they only had two. How could they? Have, I thought the Outback so, had at least three, right? No, no, no. We've got four different bowl games that have two picks. Orange Bowl, okay. two. Pop-Tarts Bowl, two. Gator Bowl, two. Outback Bowl, two. And then one for the Holiday Bowl. So, <laughs> like a nice little song. The good news is we've nixed all of the no Pinstripe Bowl, no Military Bowl, no Mayonnaise Bowl, and no Sun Bowl. All of those lower tier, the second tier bowl games, they're out. Everyone Peace. sees us playing in a tier one. Besides, I guess the Pop Tarts Bowl is technically a tier one, but eh. you know, this is like the, one of the first times we've done this, and and since the show began, that we didn't have, we just went bombarded with military bowls. Yeah, no military bowl. No. I mean, last year was all that all it was was Fenway military. Fenway, like, are we going to Yankee Stadium or, or, or Fenway Fenway Park? Well, two years ago, for most of the season, we it was no bowl game. It was like, oh my god, no. Brett McMurphy has us going to the military bowl. Let's go. That was the whole segment. It was like it was a thirty second segment. Nobody listened. Everyone, everyone turned when we did that. <laughs> Yahoo, no bowl. ESPN, no bowl game. It was not entertaining. Well, we clearly know that Yahoo is 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 not paying attention. Nor is the ESPN guy. They don't even change their boats. The fact of the matter is now we're staring down a season where, as of right now, I saw that the I think it was um, one of the, the the places in Vegas. They gave out some future odds for the big college football games for the last half of the season. They have Louisville right now as a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Kentucky. I'm not saying it's right. Kentucky fans, don't tell you. Know, get, put the pitchforks away. Put the torches down. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just saying as of right now, if the game were being played, Vegas says Louisville would be a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. My point is, we were at home, so. with six games left to go, Louisville is going to be favored, as of right now, in five of those games. And Miami, on the road, they're a very slight underdog. I think it's the exact opposite of the Kentucky game where they're going to be a two-and-a-half-point road dog. So it's a very realistic possibility that Louisville goes four and six in these games, beats the three teams they're supposed to beat. You know, Duke is, is – I mean, you can call it a toss-up. I think Louisville would be like a five-and-a-half, six-point favorite as of right now at home. And then slight favorite over Kentucky, slight underdog against Miami. If you go four and six in those games, you're ten and two. We're playing in one of those tier one bowl games. Like like we're looking at Gator Bowl, Outback Bowl, Holiday Bowl, and then depending on how the rest of the conference shakes out, ten and two could get you to the Orange Bowl as well. If you just have, I mean, look, we can go seven and one. I know we're all talking about the the hypothetical of 
if us, Carolina, and Florida State all go 8-0, it's probably more likely that, like, a couple of us, like, all of us don't go 8-0. Like, Florida State maybe drops a game. UNC's got a tough schedule. They could definitely lose this weekend against Miami. Like, we could go 7-1 My point: we, we go seven and one and still go to the ACC championship game. And if we do that, even with a 10-2 record, we're probably looking at going to the Orange Bowl. Or, worst-case scenario, we're still playing on New Year's Day in the in the Outback Bowl. So, if we just, like, I hate to say if we just take care of business, but kind of if we just take care of business, we're playing in, in, in the best bowl game that we've played in in over a decade. And that would be pretty damn cool for Jeff Brom's first season. I mean, he's, I mean, what were we talking about? Bowl? What were we talking about this exact day last year? Oh my God! Was it? I think we were coming off the Boston College game. I think we were talking about like firing Scott Satterfield. <laughs> I mean, the- How do we get Jeff Brom? <laughs> Here we are, one year later, and we 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 found a way to get Jeff, and we're talking about. I mean, realistic, <laughs> crazy enough. Laugh at you, me, all you want, UK fans or any other fanhood. Realistic opportunities at us playing for an ACC championship and in an Orange Bowl right this season. Look, we're not talking about like, like like everybody else is talking about it too. Like it's not just like crazy Louisville fans are, are doing. I mean, we're thing. six and zero. Oh, there's reason we're to talk six, about. We're six and bleeping zero. Oh, we just dominated Notre Dame, and we, and our schedule uh, is void of pretty much all the other teams that are supposedly our competition. Last year, by the way, part. on October thirteenth, we, we we had a bye week. We were coming off of, and I'd kind of forgotten this. Do you remember? We won the game at Virginia without Malik Cunningham, and that was the game where Brock game. there were all those reports out there that if we lost, they were going to fire Scott Satterfield before like he even came home. Like, yeah, like, like that was the big thing. Was there were national reports, there were also some local reports that Josh Hurd had decided if we lose this game, Satterfield's done, it's over, and we won, and then we ended up ripping off um, a four-game winning streak. So I think I feel like our big topic was probably like. Are we happy about this? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I think in hindsight we can say no. Is this okay? <laughs> Scott winning at Scott Stadium, but it, I mean, hey, it all worked out perfectly. Who knows? Maybe if we fire Satterfield in the middle oh, of the except year, for Cincinnati, <laughs> we end up not getting Brom. You know, wait, for us, it all worked out perfectly. Yeah, there had been one loser. Sorry, Cincinnati. So you get for putting ch- uh, noodles in your chili with cinnamon, and everybody who followed Satterfield out there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I was like, Braden's the only one I could think of. I meant, well, players and coaches. Oh, yeah. Well, the coaches, I mean, I mean, Brown didn't have any other option. He wouldn't get a job anywhere else. Man. I will say this. I think that we maybe underestimated how big it was to keep Mark Hagan home. Remember, he was like, he did such a good job with the defense in the bowl game, and he's, you know, he's mm. the energy guy. And, he look, he was a Satterfield guy. He came here with him. And – he was the one guy besides Pete Nocta, basically the only guy from the past staff that Jeff Brom really wanted to keep and who really wanted to stay here. And the defensive line this season, dude, has been lights out. Like, like and, and these are how you went to dude on me. I mean, I just, I, I, <laughs> it gets real. me excited talking about it because because these are guys that were in the program last year. These are guys that were loyal to Mark Hagan, and we didn't go out and, and need to get guys from the transfer portal. We got guys from the portal to help out at linebacker a little bit, and certainly in the secondary. But that defensive line. It's Gelade, it's Desmond Tell, it's Mason Riger, it's Ramon Perrier. Two of those guys are walk-ons. These are, are, are guys that we built up through the program, and Mark Hagan deserves a lot of credit for that. So, boy, am I glad we kept that guy. Love it. <laughs> I'll take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour, we'll, uh, we'll pay attention to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Your thoughts, what are your, what's your mood as we sit here about, eh, what is it, 26 and a half hours before kickoff. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, pregame edition here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X.
Ramona. Hour number two. How can you pat? Hour number two. 1450 Mike Michael Show on the Big X. It's not time for my favorite part of every Friday. Trevor Kelsey, tell the people what we have on the Big X Family of Networks tonight. Oh, my friend. I hope you're sitting down and seatbelt on and buckled up. Pull over because you shouldn't be driving under this kind of excitement. Tonight, we've got at 635 with the pregame 7 o'clock kickoff on uh, the 1450 and 96.1. The St. X Tigers, the X going to give it to you. They take on, I believe, Mead County tonight. You got it. Nailed Mead it. County. The Green uh, Wave. Make sure to tune the Green Wave. No pluralization of that nickname. Uh, make sure to tune in right here for those in here. My man, John Spears. My man, Tony Burke. My man, Josh Hawkins, on the keys, pushing all the right buttons to get you on the air, as Big Easy would say. Make sure to tune in right for that here. And then, Trevor, tell us what we have on the other family of networks tonight. Well, on the rest of the family, because it's a family tradition here at the Big X, or at the X in general. Uh, we'll have Trinity going against some poor schmuck. Easter. Uh, uh, that, I, hey, I nailed it. Uh, that's <laughs> some poor schmuck. <laughs> That'll be at 7 o'clock on 900. And then, of course, we've got my man, my dating my, my dating wingman at the quarry, the man who should be taking the ACTs to some, at some point as well. Hey, Scoots, I'll even pay for that for you to take it, if, you, if you'll do it. Uh, that said, he'll be in Southern Indiana calling all the shots as takes on Silver Creek, takes <laughs> on Corridon Central. That's what I just said. I'm sorry, but your radio may have been a bad signal there. <laughs> you nailed it. Nailed it. Huh. Yeah. I'm better than I thought I was going That's to. That's the spot. And then tomorrow. You got Sanic Speed County. I watched because he sent me the interview and I saw it on the email. <laughs> tomorrow, we've got, don't forget, 11 a.m. pregame, 12 p.m. kickoff. Make sure to tune in right on time because if you're five minutes late, the game will probably be over by then. Indiana takes on Michigan. Ooh. Again, don't be late because if you are, the game will be over. Uh, you can also hear Louisville Pitt tomorrow, 6.30. You'll be able to hear the, all the action on our sister station, 970 WGTK. Your new home for Cardinal Athletics. And That's right. your, your home for Trinity Sports. You'll hear Trinity Eastern on 9.70 tonight. So uh, I think their coverage will start at 5 o'clock, the official Learfield coverage. Tune in and listen to the cards. Hopefully kick some pit ass. We've got uh, second hour here, so that means we're going to turn things over to the text line. 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. Reminder, Thornton's. Give you the best deals all football season long. If you want to take advantage, you have to become a Refreshing Rewards program member. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. It'll save you money at the pump. It'll save you money inside anytime you stop into one of the area's 76,591 Thornton's locations. There's that many of them for a reason. They know what they're doing. You shouldn't have to sign up for the Thornton's Record. You should want to. You get to. You get to. You're privileged. You know, in Canada, you don't even get Thornton's. Did you ever have parents say that to you when you were like, <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, I have to go to church. They're like, you get to go to church. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> don't make this worse than it already is, mom. Uh, I don't remember if I, I don't think I ever got that. I don't think I ever got that guilt. That guilt trip. No, it's a, yeah, I, it happens a lot. I mean, I got the, the com- uh, classic '90s parent line. No, <laughs> you don't have to. You get to. <laughs> I guess that is that what evolved from the uh, eat your food to start starving kids in China that would that would want that. Yeah, say, from yeah. The, from the same chapter, from the same chapter, same same book, <laughs> the same parent guy. Yeah, I got. I think I got to eat eat your greens because the starving kids in China thing, which clearly in hindsight did not work out well. I mean, I've been better off to skip a meal and let them have some of it. 
Yeah. See, that philosophy didn't actually work. All right, Thornton's text line here. Let's get to it. Texture says, did anyone else's lips get super chapped after the ND game because of the cold, or was it just my sensitive smoochers? My wife has complained about this for, like, the last week. It was, the, like, the wind burn. Her face has been super red and super chapped all week long. I didn't I, I didn't get it really that badly. I, don't, I guess I just don't notice stuff like that anymore. Like, cause, well, you had, you had the beard to protect you. That, yeah, maybe that helped. I never, I never, I've never been one to get chapped lips. I don't know why. My lips have always been pretty wet. Always so, pretty good. Very <laughs> supple. I, supple say, lips. Same here. Like I've never been one. My biggest, my, my my biggest was I used to get really bad ashy elbows though. Really? Yeah, but, but but as a kid, I used to lay on the floor on my elbow. Like, well, that'll do it. Yeah, and then so I would, I had, I had, to, I used to go through lotion all the time for my elbow. Yeah, that's it. My elbows. Texas, I bet you, uh, I bet you both John and Virginia's college fund on UNLV minus nine and a half. Easy money. Nevada is horrible. Is Nevada that bad? I haven't. I mean, so. imagine betting your kid's college fund on UNLV football. I don't care. Who, I don't care who they're playing. I sadly, it's UNLV football, so probably wouldn't be the first person to do something like that. That's true. You are in Vegas. At UNLV. UNLV is four and one this year. They beat Bandy. They beat. Uh, I remember them? I, knew that. I remember the Vandy game. They beat good. UTEP and Hawaii pretty handily. Their only loss is to Michigan. So well, UTEP and Hawaii aren't exactly moving the needle right. And now. Nevada is zero and five. They are. Okay. They are. They, they have not. Well, they played Kansas pretty close, thirty-one twenty-four. They Texas State beat them thirty-five twenty-four. I'm I'm tempted to go with the texture here. What's the line? Nine and a half. This is a robbery game, though, right? And it is at Nevada. So it's in Reno. I don't know. I'm, I might stay. I don't know. It's robbery game. I, I, it's it's dangerous to me. I it's feel a like dangerous. That, one, I feel like yeah. it's trying to trick me. I think so too. Texture says I wasn't going to bring this up unless somebody else did, but there is a rumor out there that Jamari Thrash is is hurt and that he won't play tomorrow. I've seen it. If you're listening, some of you have probably seen it or heard it. Uh, I believe it's a wrist injury, and so enough people brought it up on, on the text line. I will go ahead and say. I've heard it. I've got no idea if it's true or not. Cannot confirm, but it's definitely out there that Jamari Thrash is dealing with some sort of injury that may either limit or take him out of the game tomorrow. Should I not start him in my fantasy league? I would say no. Okay. This would be helpful if I had depth at wide receiver. Oh, sorry. You have two quarterbacks, so. <laughs> I'm being carried by them, too, and I have good running backs. My wide receiver core is Thrash and is Booger McFarland would say a bunch of bums. <laughs> Texture says, is Trevor a closeted Florida State fan? Why would I root for the the Golden Burgundy? It's a well. It's a he. Then I'm, I'm now seeing also screenshotted a post from their 24/7 Sports message board that says we should play one last breath by Creed at Doak as we're heading into the fourth. <laughs> okay. So you know we had that whole uh, on Wednesday we had that whole Creed conversation. You played the song and we were talking about Creed. <laughs> yeah. I go over to do right. I, I, I brought do the, them back. I, I do the Mark Titus show and like before we go on. He's like, I've been singing Creed all day. Like we've been talking, we were talking Creed on my other show, and uh, because of the, of the Rangers thing. And I was like, I just found out about this 45 minutes ago because my producer was playing Creed, and we stumbled upon this, and we talked Creed for like 15 minutes. Creed's taking over the country. Wait, wait, Creed's making a comeback. Florida State fans, if they have their way. Scott Strap is it, was his name. Correct. Was that right? Yep. I can't remember. I couldn't name anybody else in the band, but yeah. No, nobody can. <laughs> Texas says, uh, great pod as always. However, I was getting some weird Trevor vibes from Danny. Premedicated before the fight, perhaps? 
No, well, the issue with Danny doing the podcast, is, so he's been traveling for work all week, which is why we had to do it on Friday. He recorded, this is the, it was the most awkward recording of all time. He recorded the podcast on his phone while one of his friends from work drove him to the Houston airport. So the guy's listening to our podcast the entire time as we talk. Why would the, and then what? he gets out of the car and we never actually addressed this on the podcast. He told me afterwards. So like while he's talking. He gets his his bag and his golf clubs out of the car and has to carry them into the airport as he's talking. He's like, it was very much like that that gift from that infomercial where the guy's carrying all the, the stuff to wash his car and like falls down and they fly everywhere. He's like, I look just like that guy. So it was the most awkward like conversation. Like, you thankfully you couldn't really hear it that well on the podcast, but the background noise was like deafening. So I'm screaming when it's my <laughs> part and like I'm just trying. I, I can't keep my thoughts together. It was terrible. Also, I, I mean, I'm gonna put this out. Like, that's kind of rude on, on podcast Trevor's uh, part. To do. you're gonna ride. To, I mean, why, don't do that to some dude who's nice and beefy ride to the airport to begin with. He said the guy was really cool. Like he was like, he's like, he's like, I we can say so, whatever we yeah. want. He laughed at one of my stories audibly on the podcast, which made me feel good. So, like, shout out to my guy Jake. Apparently, he's a cool dude. But yeah. oh, he's very cool. Cause that would be that would kind of annoy me if I'm like, okay, I'll give you a ride, but then you're gonna sit down the phone and do a. That would kind of annoy me. If well, no, he 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 made sure it was good before him. So okay, they, they they were all good. They they seem to have a good relationship. Danny caught like a twenty pound fish yesterday. And, uh, what kind of work trips is he on? I mean, he's like the last time he did, he was like, he, he was like, where is he? His work guys were like, they were like on RVs. They were going over some like BMX course. Like he does, he's, he's living the life. So far on this this work air quote work trip that he's been on, he's carrying golf car, golf golf clubs. He's doing he's doing in radio shows here. He's doing podcasts on the phone. He's pet catching fish. I mean. He is working, right? He travels like this. This is how the real business world works. None of my friends who all make way more money than I do. Well, that's probably they, that's probably the reason. None of them actually work. Like I swear to God, nobody else works. Like they're, you know, we have a, I'm in like various text groups, and they're like, on any given day, seventy five percent of them are playing golf or doing something else. I'm like, how how is this possible? How are you just playing golf four times a week? Did we choose the wrong profession? Clearly, I mean, I think that that's I knew that going in. I knew ahead of time that this was this was the wrong choice. And I still made it. Anyway. See, this was my this was my top choice, but I mean, my, my you know options were a little bit more limited, but still. I mean, well, you did, I mean, you got a fourteen. Yeah, the thank world's you. Your, the world's your oyster. <laughs> Bring on the presidency. <laughs> Screw you, Flo Rider. I'll be president someday. Texture says, "I am a twenty-two-year-old recent U of L grad." For uh, for context of my perspective, and then says, "I think." Bro- Brought Brom home guy is definitely an older person because of his hashtag use within those DM hashtags in text are not a younger person thing, I don't think. Somebody else says they think it's Brady Brom. I don't think it's Brady Brom. I don't know. If it's the age criteria that we're talking about, I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe the text is right. Maybe it's a. Maybe it's an older person. I don't know. I, I, they claim that they got. What would you define as older though? I mean, would you just like, like I said? I see. I don't think it's us. I think it's. I think, it's, I think there's no way Bron, Bring Brom's old, Bring Brom guys older than 30, maybe. I don't either. They, they've got to be single. There, there's no way you have that well, much time. <laughs> no, you don't, well, maybe not. Now, he could be someone who works, I mean, you know, just has an office job that where you just, you know, I've had buddies have office jobs that sit there and just basically go through fantasy baseball stats all day, and that's why they dominate our league. Yeah, it's not fair either. Yeah. Like I said, nobody works. This used to be a proper country. And we can confirm that. We're over the only ones ever in this building. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so apparently, we're not. We're, still we're the hardest working people you all know. That's the point. <laughs> that's, that's what we're getting to right now. Nobody works harder than us. Even my, this is easy. 
Me being the hardest working person is just the epitome of America from that. It's looked at from the outside. <laughs> you are like the, what like the, the French think of when they're like, oh, French. Classic America. Yeah. Mostly the most, pretty much the entire Baltic states. I Eating mean, his Arby's and yeah. smoking his weed before he talks meaningless, Every, mindless Everyone conflict. across the pond, basically. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they see me looking like Kevin James in that meme with an art with a cigarette <laughs> my with a cigarette in my mouth and my hat on backwards and Arby's Arby's cup in one hand and double roast beef in the other and it says hardest working man in America. He has a certain joie de vivre. <laughs> um Texture says the we? fact that this is Pitt's homecoming actually makes me feel more confident in Louisville as far as it being a trap game. Brian Kelly said they took Missouri, making LSU their homecoming game personally. I assume Jeff will have the team doing the same. Now, Virginia last year made us their homecoming game. Didn't go well. We won 34-17. That's the game that I was talking about earlier in the show. This mm-hmm. was exactly a year ago. We have not, according to Kelly Dickey, we have not spoiled an opponent's homecoming game in back-to-back years since 1977-78. When we beat Memphis State, I'd Memphis State made us their homecoming game. They deserve that. Yeah. And Wichita State in 78. Who's so, not even a Division One team anymore. No. They did Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Coach, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I think he's so we can make a little bit of history. We're already making a, a ton of history. Take this personally. Yeah, we, we need, if we needed something to wake these guys up, it's, it's we're making, they're making us wear our white uniforms on the road. What's going on here? I mean, I still don't know how they didn't make Boston. I'm looking at their schedule right now. Like, I, I mean, they only had, keep in mind, I give them this. They only had three choices for homecoming. It was us, Florida State, or Boston College. I don't care. I mean, how do you know? Boston do, College. Yeah, exactly. Boston College should be everybody's Some reason Syracuse is a neutral site, it says. I don't know what that means. But maybe it means they're playing at the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium or something. I don't know. Well, that's what they play anyway. Oh, okay. Maybe they're not playing. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm wild. Am I confused on the, uh, on the neutral site list, basically? Now, Duke is our homecoming game. So, that'll be a big one. Usually you're safe picking Duke to be your homecoming game. Maybe not this Normally, year. Normally, yeah. Well, we pick them five years in advance. I feel like Duke plays, back in the day, they were playing like six homecoming games a year. Oh, like, I like imagine. All of October, late September. You know, it's like you know, t- Homecoming is typically reserved for October, and some teams in like week two in September were like, sorry, we had, we had to get you on the schedule. You're booked. It's like having a wedding on a Wednesday. We, you got to do what you got to do. We want, we want to have it now. We want, we want to make sure that we get you as our homecoming opponent. So we'll play. We'll do it whenever we have to do. Texas says, I'm glad you corrected Danny on the receiving corpse comment that he made. Yeah, that was the second time in his many podcasts. We, I, I couldn't let it fly this time. What, what was he saying wrong? It's receiving core. Oh, cor- corpse. Yeah, corpse sounds that's like a dead body, right? Exactly. He pronounces the C-O-R-P-S. So when it got pointed out to him the last time that he did it. <laughs> I feel like you, you trained for me with him. Pretty much. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of similarities. It's, it's, like I, it's like I never take the show off, but... He, when he got pointed out to him on the last podcast that, that he was saying the word incorrectly, he in our text group, he was like trying to fight it. He's like, no, 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 it's it's corpse. And my, my friend's like, Dan, let's just, uh, let's take the loss here and just get better at the English language, please. Like, like <laughs> we Googled the pronunciation and showed that it's, you know, it's pronounced K-O-R. And like, I, I mean, I said it, I was like, I, you know, I think I'm decent at the English language. Uh, I'm telling you right now, it's core. He like refused to believe it. He's like, I don't know. I, I think everybody else is lying. And then he said it again this week. He's like, "Corpse, core, really?" The course, I, I would have said, I, I may say "corpse" on accident, but I would have believed you when it's core. I mean, I believe you most of the time. I know it's not episode. Yeah, but you just don't change. 
Yeah, I just I don't even mean to say it sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I know you never mean to say it, but you also just don't change. <laughs> no, no, not really. Uh, Texas says, I'm ready to run through a wall for Coach TK. Yeah! Who isn't? <laughs> Texas says, did you mean Mark Ivy? Yes, thank you. Now look at you screwing up names. Mark Hagan is the defensive line coach. He's done a great job, but Ivy is the linebacker. Didn't Mark Hagan play quarterback for Virginia at one point? Mark Hagan? Yeah, or was that Derek Hagan? Um, I don't believe he played quarterback. He came from Purdue. That's all I know. He coached at Indiana at one point. He was a linebacker at Indiana. Okay. So, so no, to no. answer your question. <laughs> I could have swore there was a Derek Hagan that played quarterback. Texas says, Mike, I'm going to ignore all your hocus-pocus numbers and just say this. It's going to be a street fight between the lines. Jeff is a real coach, and I know he'll have the guys focused. Street fight between the whistles. Yeah. Texas says, Mike, uh, you've used all your gambling luck for the week. I'm fading your picks for the Big X Big Bet segment. You're probably right. And these, oh. these this is the least confident I've been in Big X Big Bets so far. And I've done well. Five and one in two weeks, three and zero last I'm week. I'm feeling pretty confident now. Granted, I put it together during the last commercial break. That's fine. It was Derek Hagan. He was a wide receiver for Arizona State back Thank in the, the 2000s. Dying to know. I was, so wild. I was like, it was going to bug me. Because <laughs> where he played, because there was a quarterback named Hagan that played Virginia too. <laughs> there was not. I don't know what else to tell you. We will do big X, big bets uh, next hour. Yeah, we did it in 5 o'clock hour with the, with the rest of our picks, right? We'll do our pick'em segment as well, which yeah. you have surged ahead again. Oh, I have? Your, your betting may not be going. Maybe you just need to make money line bets because your pick'em is going very well, but your actual bets have not gone great. Well, I mean, what I did last week when, I, when my big win was on uh, was was on money line bets. There you go. Uh, maybe stick to big money line parlays. I'm going to do that. Texas, I was worried about tomorrow's game as a trap game, but after TK's pregame speech, I have the cards by 100, and the Pitt QB's dad is right on how to pronounce the family last name. <laughs> what was the, what did I say? What, what I described? What, what, what about the last name? Last I don't, I don't know. Is it's pronounced Bayer? Apparently, Bayer. Bayer. Well, don't be worried about tomorrow because you're right. We're going. We're it's on for them. I'm gonna give a pregame speech at the at the stadium. They're flying me up to Pitt tomorrow. Texas, Kenny Payne recruiting is like me writing a college paper. Put no effort in until the last second. Wing it and have it not work out that well. And then says, that was supposed to be sent yesterday when y'all were talking about him, so just ignore it. Well, sorry. <laughs> My apologies. Texas just says 100%. I have no idea what that was in reference to. Something I said, I am sure. Sure. Texas, bringing in Hagen was huge. Keeping Ivy was also important and very reassuring in terms of keeping who I viewed as the most liked, if not best assistant, of the prior defensive staff who also coached a great defense. Absolutely. Texas, I would listen to a Bring Brom Home Guy radio show in the morning if he had one. <laughs> How much do we really like the KRC guys? No, no, no. We can, well, we, we, we've got a spot between a one and one, leading in us. We could. We could do a one to three show. Yeah. BBHR, Bring Brom Home Radio. Bring Brom Home Radio. <laughs> I'd be curious to see how it goes. I mean, I want to know who he is first. Can he talk? Maybe he's mute. Can we even talk? Maybe he is me. Maybe that, that's, that's why he tweets so much. Perhaps. Texas, I'm still insanely chapped. Well, I wonder if this has anything to do with the game or not. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Texas, don't we have a former running back on UNLV's team? No. No. Uh, Aiden Robbins transferred to BYU after yeah, last he year. UNLV, yeah, he's not doing too well last I checked. He's not, he's not getting much run. No. They're also throwing it aside. They have Keaton Slovis. 
Texas, what if we'd lost to Virginia, fired Scott, and then went 5-2 and two under interim head coach Brian Brown, who then got the job full-time? Uh, that would have been TK's hell. Trevor wouldn't be doing the show right now. No, tre- no, no Trevor no. would be on KRC. He'd be a full-fledged Kentucky fan. I, I kid you not. I don't care what. I, I would go as far as planting a kilo of cocaine in Brian Brown's trunk to get to make this happen. I would love to hear you just turn full UK fan. <laughs> no, I'm go- I, you probably would UK. The fan. thing about Mark Stoops is that he's just he's the nation's most underrated coach. I would probably I know I would go. He's been clowning this fool Brown for four years. He's gonna clown him again this November. I'll just go down to Lexington. I'll just go down to Lexington. I'll just go down to Bowling Green and be a Western fan. We just I trade Trevor for Scoots. Scoots is just doing the show with me now. I'll do. And I'll just do IU. I'll be IU fan. I'm more of IU fan than Scoots <laughs> anyway. Hey, come on, Van Devon Dunbar days return, baby. This is Topper Talk with TK here in the Topper afternoon. Talks. <laughs> Top Talk with TK and friends. Big match coming up with Liberty, ladies and gentlemen. Don't overlook them. Who's our new basketball coach again, by the way? Who is our <laughs> What's that guy's name? What the hell is his name? <laughs> Steve something. Who is the basketball coach? Is it Steve? Steve Lutz. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, crap. The radio show will be off to a bad start. <laughs> I just keep calling him Bobby Lutz. <laughs> I think we're going to take the Sun Belt this year. All the callers are like, we're actually in Conference USA, Trevor. <laughs> when did that happen? That's what I said. Been there for a while. So, I'm telling you, Stansbury gone. The stink of Stansbury's gone. Bobby's in here. His name's Steve. That's what I said. All that matters is get Brian Brown on the schedule. If he loses one game, I'll start calling him Bobby Putts. Texture says, what's TK's current confidence level? We did this th- in the first point three, baby. an 8.3. 8.3. Very excited. Texas Scott Stapp, there's no R. Please respect Creed. I thought that you know I as soon I thought you said Scott Stapp. I thought no, I, I put an R in there because I was but I was I was iffy on it. I thought there was no R. Because he's from Boston, so they 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 had to drop it. Scott. Scat Stapp. Scott Stapp. Scat Stapp. Stapp. Texas Trevor, this isn't your stepdad. This is your fantasy father. <laughs> you better get that line upset because I took the lead from you last week and now we're facing off. Ooh. I wonder what uh Is that the college league, I'm assuming? Yeah. Who's who do I play this week? So it's not the step yeah, it's not my stepdad. How many team names are about your mom in that league? Just just like two or one maybe? I thought it was two before we got started. I think it was two at one point, but I think it's just one now. Uh no, well no, apparently the guy who took my first place is now Trevor Kiliisi. Trevor? Yeah, he spelled he's with two E's and then came supposedly added an E to my last name too. To go along with the guy who's supposedly banging my mom. This disrespect. <laughs> Which one offends you more? The one with my name? Trevor. Um uh, yes, he is five and one. I'm four and two, but I have I, I still have more total points than you, schmuck. Uh but we do play each other and I need to set my lineup. Yeah, because um is that gonna take thrash? I don't really know if I have another guy on my bench. Okay. I'm going to have to put Lincoln Park in or whatever his name is from Washington State. Pick up Chris Bell. He's due for a big game if Thrash is out. Good call. I'm doing it. Texas I thought... Oh, he's listening. <laughs> Texas says, I thought we'd already established that Marty Polio was Brain Brom home guy. Marty, we only blame for things that, that go wrong. No, Martin... Mar- no, you know it's not Marty because he, he got brought home. If it was Marty, he'd still be on the bus roaming around the town somewhere. Easy. I'm just teasing. Marty, I'm teasing we you. love Marty. 
He knows I love The text him. line takes those shots. We don't take those shots. Oh, come on. It was funny, Our shenanigans though. are cheeky. <laughs> and lighthearted. This is going to cost me my job as the human resource person, isn't it? Texture says, I'm thinking Greg Brom as Bring Bomb Home Guy. These photos on game day at NC State uh, had a shower, someone who has a lot of access, and that's Greg's wheelhouse. Did, there, did he post pictures from like the locker? Room? I don't think so. I can't also. I've known Greg a long time. He's never been Mister Social Media. I can't see Greg doing that either. I mean, he's on like he's on like Twitter and Facebook and stuff, and he's not really one to like post. Po- I may post more than he does. Is that what he's doing during the game? It's like when he's like right behind Jeff on camera. He's like he's got his phone out, just his thumbs going, <laughs> just hashtagging proper I'm home, trolling Pat Narduzzi. Wouldn't it be speaking in third person, though, if he's bringing Brom home? Because he is a Brom. He is. Uh, yeah. What if it was Oscar? The best the, the best guess ever was that it was uh, was Satterfield's wife <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> I don't remember who guessed. I don't remember that guess. I think uh, I think Mark Ennis was joking, and he said it. I think he, <laughs> and he was the first person I said uh, I saw see that, say that. That's funny. I left pretty hard. Texas says, Mike, at the beginning of the show, it is our job to set the five, the vibes right. Mike then proceeds to read one million stats that point us toward losing. Yeah, really. In the nicest way possible, Mike, I'm going to need you to shut the bleep up so I can have good vibes for tomorrow. Well, that was my point. I, I'm laying out the things that are out there, and then we need to, to to rectify this. We need to get this. We need to get this fixed. Well, I don't know about rectifying it, but I took all your stats, turned them sideways, and put them up a rectum. Now, Danny on the podcast did mention that during that fishing outing, he caught a the, the fish that he caught was a 20 pound redfish. I'm like, well, that's good, right? Where was he fishing at? Alveston, Texas. That lake, <laughs> classic fishing in Galveston. Why did I ask like if I knew where fishes were like were known to be from? I don't. I have no like, idea. Wait, wait, like, you could have been. You, you could have been like Ontario, Nova Scotia. And I'd be like, okay. Texture says this country was built by hardworking men like Trevor Kelsey. Damn right. I'm the type of guy. I bet you. You go back and look at the history photos. I'm the one sitting on the plank and on. The, Hey, uh, on the top of the Empire State Building, what's being built? You could have seen George Washington's DoorDash history back in the day. <laughs> His DoorDash and cherries from back home in Virginia during the war. George coming by horse horse carriage. It was the original DoorDash. He was just sending scouts out to go get cherries and, and bring them back from his, his his farm. What do you think Paul Revere was doing? <laughs> it's good. I like it. Thank you. Texas says, seeing people talking about Thrash potentially being out tomorrow with a wrist injury, the vibes feel off. They do. we got to fix it somehow. It's the first I'd heard about it. I like it better when I live in the I live in the darkness and don't see anything with my head in the sand. Well, usually just mute me anyway and just start talking whenever you feel like it. So that's you should have done that more of that today. Well, I can't mute you as much, but, yeah. Texture says, uh, somebody sends in a video. I can't, I can't watch a video right now. I mean, I can watch it on mute. He does also say, why does Trey Ryan sound like he has the back of his mouth stuffed with gauze because he had his wisdom teeth pulled out in that Cluckers commercial? <laughs> the Luggers. Bring Brom Home Guy just needs to send us to Narduzzi to dunk on his ass. I don't, I'll have to listen to it during the break. Yeah, I, I can't just play it. Well, we can't play it, period, but I can. I, I'm sure there's a good chance. Yeah, I can't, I'm sorry. I'm not playing blind audio on the air without knowing what it says. It's Trey Ryan for Cluckers. Trey Ryan with Cluckers. Second break. No, but if you didn't know, I'm with Cluckers. Take a break. When we come back, more from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line. A couple other tidbits on the Louisville Pit game coming up. Some predictions that are floating around out there. All that good stuff here on your pre-game day edition of the Mike Rutherford Show in 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. 
There ain't no easy way out. We got Wagner Doss tonight, Trev. It's a winnable game for Sucks the, uh, the Doss. Sucks to be a dragon. That's Marty Polio. Speaking of Marty. By the way, uh, your favorite segment, what was Trevor doing on Facebook Memories today? Apparently, 15, I started getting these two now. I love them. 15 years ago, and something I never thought I'd say or hear anyone say in their entire life, Trevor was kicking himself for not starting Braylon Edwards. I love how much you post on Facebook back in the day. 13 years ago, Trevor wanted people to know that 48 hours till Cards and Bearcats. If you know me, you know how much I hate the toilet that is Cincinnati. <laughs> Not too many memories today. All my memories are just stuff that people tagged me in. Because, like, I... I get those, too. I never yeah. posted, and I turned off people being able to post on my walls, like, pretty quickly. So, like, it's all just stuff that, like, I got tagged in. And one of them today, eight years ago today, it was Rick Pitino giving, like, the best speech of all time, apparently, at the tip-off luncheon after all the, <laughs> the Katina Palace stuff had gone down, and I got tagged in this. And it's just, like, yeah, like, he's one of the most amazing speeches I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm like, well, things... Things wouldn't go great after that. But. I get the tag memories, too, but my favorites are the ones that I said stuff that was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love reading that. It's, it makes me smile. I mean, I, I have to, I, I really, part of me wants to go look up what kind of game did Braylon Edwards have. That dude was a bust. He was great in college. Yeah, I wanted the Eagles to draft him bad. They didn't, obviously. I'm sorry. Um, no, don't be. I'm, I'm not sorry now. Uh, a few more texts here before we get on to some other things. There the, are the a couple other notes that are out there. I, well, before we go back to the text line, baseball last night, insane. We we have the like, lame kind of MLB ALCS and NLCS series coming up. I, I, I don't mean, know if it's lame. I think this. I think the, the Phillies fans have been great. I'm excited for that. Well, Phillies fans are always good. Philadelphia is, I mean, they love their Phillies. There. They're going to show up. They have, I guess it's safe to say they have the best fan base amongst the four teams left. Oh, yeah. I mean, Stroh's fans are good, but they're also kind of Johnny come latelys. Rangers fans are fine. D-backs fi- fans are, you know, whatever. Yeah, they're, they're not existent. I, mean, I, I know two people who live in, live in Arizona, and they, they're they not even D-backs fans. They both like the Angels. I mean, Rangers Strohs just does nothing for me. I'm not interested in either team. I, I mean, I want the Strohs to lose like everybody else because they're cheaters. But Diamondbacks, Phillies, I think the Phillies are just going to destroy them. So, I don't know. It's, I mean, Bryce Harper doing what he's doing is definitely intriguing. I mean, Nick Cassianos has been a, an absolute monster as well. The crowd has been very, very cool. But outside of that, I'm just, you know, not a whole lot of great storylines here for me. Oh, wait, but just uh, it, un, un, kind of under the radar. I don't know if it's kind of the radar because I thought Corbin, whatever his name was, was someone under the radar. He laughed at me for that. But yeah, he's going to be rookie of the year. I know he is. It's not my fault. Everyone, nobody's paying attention other than me and the voters. Uh, Houston's now in its seventh straight NLCS. Yeah. I mean, that's. This is what they do. I mean,. I mean, that's, to, to go to seven straight championship series, I mean, that's like 20s and 30s Yankees, right? It is kind of like I mean, a, has anybody ever come anywhere near going to seven straight championship series in, in baseball other than this team? It is a giant F you to everybody that said that all their success was based on the trash can stuff. And, uh, you know, they've they've won without cheating the last couple of years, which is kind of crazy. I know they're two and two in the World Series, so I mean they're they have their ups and downs there. But the Astros have been to now seven straight ALCS. Yes. They are the second team ALCS, in history. I'm sorry, I said, oh, my bad. Yeah. History second team in history, and only the uh, the only team in the American League to ever advance to seven straight championship series. Can you would you venture a guess 
So it's not the, the Yankees of the 20s and 30s? No, it's somebody in our lifetime. Oh, in our lifetime? Really? Oh, I mean, is it not the Yankees? No. Man, who would have gone to seven Australian? I mean, who was wildly consistent in the 1990s as far as at least getting? You said American players. League, though, right? No, this the, oh, the oh, Astros are the only the, American League. Team. Oh, I got you. The Braves. The Braves. Yeah. 1991 through 1999, the Braves did it uh, in eight consecutive years. They made it to the NLCS. Well, I guess seven consecutive because they the strike in there. I guess I didn't even realize that. So yeah, I mean that's still, just one World Series. Yeah, well. Stroh's only Stroh's just one more than less than the Stroh's. They have two. That's just insane. Yeah, I mean, I mean Braves were considered a team. Braves weren't even considered a team in the nineties, though. The Yankees were still. I think the Braves were still the team in the nineties. I don't know. Just because the Yankees won the most World Series, the Yankees won three in the nineties, right? Yeah, but it's like is UConn considered the team of college basketball right now? They're not as consistent. <laughs> no, I guess not. Texas right. says. I just uh, want to throw that out there. Houston's. I mean, it's insane that yeah. it's it is insane. It, it's absolutely crazy, especially in this day and age with the expanded playoffs. Because you know, for at least a few of those Braves NLCS, it was still the situation where if you won your division, you went straight to the NLCS. You didn't have to advance. I think that was their entire run, wasn't it? Because the wild card didn't start till '99. Was it that late? I want to say it was '99. Was the wild card start? So that would have been there. Yeah, they had done that. That which to me, that's more impressive. By the way, doing it when you when you have to win your division, I think I feel like that's more impressive. The wild card started in '95. Oh, is it that? Okay, I stand corrected. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, because I, I, the, the Marlins were a wild card when they won it. I always. Because we were in the same division. No, oh, okay. I always think of the, the, what was the catcher's name for the Mets when they won the wild? I think that was around 99. For some reason, I, I always think that was the first year. Piazza? No, it was the, it was that, when they, they upset somebody. I forget. It was the, right before the year before they went to the, the Subway, uh, Subway series. Well, in 99, they also, they beat the Reds in a one game playoff to get that wild card spot. Al Ider threw a two hitter. Steve Paris got rocked. It was, very, very depressing. Who was their catcher? Who was the Mets catcher in 99? Uh, it was not Hundley or something like that. Was, Todd Hundley was on the team. No, it wasn't Piazza then. He was the catcher listed. That's not who I was thinking of. Todd Pratt, who was who I was thinking of. Todd Pratt had a big playoff. Yeah, he had like a big home run and won the series. I think yeah. it was it was either 99 or in 2000. I forget. I think it was in 2000. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, and I just I don't know why I remember that game for some reason. Texture says, Scott Staff is from Orlando, Florida. Jeez, TK, brush up on your creed facts. <laughs> the same guy's corrected you on two Scott Staff okay. facts. One, his name. <laughs> two, where he's from. He's definitely not from Boston. That was a joke, Texture, because he dropped the R. Scott Staff. That was a joke. Where, where does he say he's from, by the way? Orlando. Of okay. Course, because of course he is. Okay, first of all, Texture, are you naming this all off the top of your head, or are you Googling stuff because... I don't think no one should have this much Scott Stapp information. This person loves Scott Stapp. Is this Scott Stapp himself? Is he a listener of the show? He does love the show. Is he? He got he got wind that someone played Creed on a on a radio show. And he's like, really? I should listen. Texture says Louisville basketball should get some NIL money together to hire TK as a Ray Ganong type hype man. NCAA tournament appearance would be guaranteed. I would love to see you just go. You don't have that much energy though. Oh, but- I can. I, but I've got it in spurts. <laughs> so you do it for like 10 seconds and then just like rest for 45 minutes. You have no idea how, how that, 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 that goes to everything else in my life. Yeah. Yeah. It just, <laughs> I'm just like, give me, can I get a Gatorade and a ham sandwich? I'll be back and I'll be ready. Just give me a minute. Good Lord. <laughs> You're smoking on the bench. I could go for more. T- I mean. Hey, Reagan on would do it all game. 
And then he got up there and set the chairs up, too. No, I'm not. What am I, 20? Uh, no, but I could do. I could give him a good pregame. Yeah, and get him hyped. Not to mention, you know, I, I mean, I have no problem doing, like, physical humor. I'll put my head to a window if I have to. I'll jump off. I'll jump off. I'll jump off, like, a, off, off something through a table. I would love to hear a T-game, TK pregame speech. TK We need to because Bellerman had me do that a few years ago. I think yeah, we need to get Scotty Davenport well. to have you do it. I, I, I think we need you. To I don't know if I can do it for Davenport because I don't have the same passion for Bellerman. No offense. I don't care. I mean, you, I just need you to, to, to like you're being hired. You're doing a job. Hype them up. Give them something. Give them motivation. What if you cried? I can't cry. On cue. Um, close enough. Cry right now. He's doing it, folks. <laughs> I can't see him. He's behind it. Cool. <laughs> Texas well, doesn't. You gotta be so mean, man. I didn't. I wasn't supposed to know Scott's not from Boston. I thought he. I thought he sounded like he's from Boston, man. I'm sorry. Texas says I just picked up Chris Bell. Thanks for the idea, Mike. Signed TK stepdad. Now back to banging his mom. If I go on there and find he's on that roster, I'm gonna be pissed. I think he did it. I think the guy just, just took it. <laughs> I was like, the guy who went off the website. If I go on there and find out he got picked up, who said he picked up? My stepdad did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> You owe me a re- another receiver if you did. Kevin Coleman. <laughs> Mari Huggins Bruce. Texas Pitt is terrible. son of a... He really did it? He does. Texas says Pitt is terrible. We should beat them by 20 minimum. I am not scared of this game at all. I agree. That texture is right on. I'm scared of this game. I'm not scared. The one thing that I, I keep going back to is their offense is so bad. Like, they... I think if we lose, it's going to take just monumental bleep-ups on our end, like a pick six or a special teams error or something like that. The Christian Veyer kid, I mean, maybe he's a better option than Dracovic. His numbers say that he's not good. Like, like he hasn't thrown the ball well. He's barely done anything on the field. I know, but when he has, he's been bad. Like, there's there's no way around it. And okay. their running game, even with – I mean, it's not like Dracovic wasn't throwing the ball. He just was throwing it very poorly. Their running game's done nothing this year. They're barely averaging over 100 yards per game. Our defense is coming off of its two best performances of the year. They dominated Notre Dame last week. They dominated NC State two weeks ago. There's really no reason why they should let Pitt, you know, put up more than 20 points in this game. So, assuming the defense does its job, I feel like we have to just avoid the gigantic bleep up, avoid handing them anything, and we should be able to control this game. But I do think we're going to struggle to move the ball because the elements are going to be a factor, and Pitt's going to sell out to stop the run. And put pressure on Plummer. I don't, and we don't have thrash. I don't want Maybe. to see it, but I'm going to say if we get the type of sloppy, the D, D, D game from Plummer that we did in NC State, we still win this game, but we win it even more comfortably than we did against NC State. Okay. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be proven right. I know I don't have to be proven. I know I am. But... I'm saying if, if, if to rest your mind slightly at ease, if we get the Plumber NC State game, which was safe to say the worst we can see out of Plumber probably, turn the ball over three. I, think, I thought it was four. He said three. Either way, it was too many. Yeah. Uh, then, but we still win this game, and we still we we do we win it even a little bit more comfortably than against NC State. Now, Pitt, That's how little I feel about Pitt in their road environment. Pittsburgh went to you know Pittsburgh annually gets voted as the worst field in the NFL by the players. I think it's like Pittsburgh and Chicago always get voted the worst field. So the rain is a factor here. It wouldn't be a factor if we were playing on a normal turf field. I think that wouldn't be that much of an issue. But on a natural grass surface that is 
by all accounts, not very good. I do think it will affect, uh, it, it'll affect both teams, but I think we throw it better than they do. So it probably will affect us more. Um, but it's on the, the fact that he's benched their quarterback, I think proves that this is why you, this is why you have a six year quarterback. And I know Jack Plummer has made mistakes at times, especially in his only road game before this true road game before this, but he's coming off of a game against Notre Dame where he did a great job at managing everything. Like he did not have the, the giant screw up. He made big throws when they were there. He, you know, everybody was where they were supposed to be. He ran the offense effectively and he got the job done against a really good team. I think you trust him at this point. I'm, I'm hoping that what happened last week gave Plummer a lot of added confidence because, you know, after the, the early games this season, there was a whole lot of, you know, he's he, he gets too amped up, he makes mistakes, he's just not ready, he's, he's doing all this stuff and that stuff. He just won the biggest game of his college career so far. He should be coming into this week very, very confident, and that makes me feel better about this potentially being a, a situation where it's like, hey, man, just don't screw up and hit a couple of big plays, and we're getting – out of here, and we're going into our bye week with a 7-0 record. Texture says, if there is ever a game where I want Jeff Brom to have the cards ready to play and for them to come out and absolutely punch the other team in the mouth, not literally, it's definitely this game. Let's get in there, show them the business, and have this game over by halftime. Agreed. I, I do think that... Curb stomp them. Let's spank them like they do the, the poor little ketchup bottles they try to get out they love so much. I like that. Keep that same energy. <laughs> I do think that this is a, you know, it's one of the lamest points of emphasis for every game. Like every fan base, every team, every sports writer says they, they need to get off to a good start, right? It, it always helps. In a game like this especially, where you're going to, it's going to be a sleepy environment. There aren't, it's an NFL stadium that's not going to have, you know, it's not going to be an NFL crowd. It's going to be potentially a rainy day. You're coming off of a, a big-time win, maybe a little bit of a hangover. It's a game that most people expect you to win. Maybe you've read a little bit too much this week about how good you are. If you let them think that they can play with you, if it's, hey, we punt, they punt, we punt, they punt, then we give up a pick six or something, all of a sudden it's on. And then you're in like a Louisville-NC State type game where you're having to hope that you make the winning play down the stretch. I would love to see us just get there. And like the texter said, punch them in the mouth, have a nice sustained drive. Maybe Jawar breaks a big one. Maybe we just march it down the field and score and then shut their offense up immediately, and then we're playing from in front for the the entirety of the game. The Boston College game. Exactly. I, I think getting out to a fast start is it's always important. It's especially important in this game. Texas says Creed rocks. Well, that's the, that's the, the, uh, the Scott Stapp fact person. Creed does rock, man. Is he not strap? With arms. What was the, what was the other song? I was, I was about to play. What was the other one they played? I remember the whole me now. I'm six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking, yeah, <laughs> maybe six feet ain't so far down. And then they also had the there was one of my good. sacrifice. <laughs> they all sounded like that. Oh, higher was one I was saying. Can you take me? That's higher? the one from the Cowboys halftime video. Oh, was it? You got to watch that video. <laughs> it's everywhere. I feel like my sacrifice rings a bell too. My sacrifice. <laughs> Arms wide open, that was all in the Human Clay CD, which was 99. Texture says, instead of uh, the chair for Reagan Ong, TK's just rips a bong on the bench. <laughs> Texture says, how many grocery bags do you think Ashton Gelati can carry at once? He, you know he's not coming back to the car for a second trip. 
No way in hell. <laughs> was this that man's picture? making that man's making one trip. Was there a picture I'm missing or something I didn't know about? No, he just doesn't. I mean, like I think I think nobody wants to. We all try to get all the grocery bags oh, in one trip. I have I have lost feeling in all, my arms. Yeah. multiple times. Ashton, there's no way he makes two trips. He can carry 75 grocery bags. I have, but <laughs> best part about it is when you do it and you get to the front door and you realize you have no way of opening the front door. That's me every single time. You have, you have 40 bags on each arm. I'm knocking. Mary's like, Mary's like, hold on. I'm like, ah. I'm kicking the door. The dogs are barking. I'm like, ah. Have you seen their new, their new player billboards across the uh, the city now? We had the Jack Plummer one for a few months. There's now a a Jawar Jordan. Like we you, talked about that yesterday, yeah. Beware of Jaws. But now they also have, there's a Jamari Thrash one. Okay. And there's a Ashton Gelati. It says, uh, uh, beware the hair, which is great. All right. Well, I'm glad somebody they were listening to us yesterday as we talked about bringing in more 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 nil for these people. Actually, this TK talking about the sloppy D. What else is new? <laughs> hey, you're the you're the one that's in love with the big D. Texas, could you imagine Reaganong next to KP and Danny Manning on the bench? I mean, he invoke some energy, maybe that'd be nice. The I, I'll say this: like Reaganong. One of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my entire life. Like, I always knew him as the crazy guy on the bench my whole life. And then about, like, five, six years ago is when we started doing the, the radio show at iHeart. I ran into him a couple of times, got to know him, and we would, I'd see him out at various functions. And he was always, like, the legitimately nicest dude you're ever going to meet. Like, I, I, salt to the earth. Very, very cool. He, I, I love Ray Ganong. I, I don't know him personally. All I know is every time I hear his name, now I can't get the damn... Reagan on, get it on, Reagan on. <laughs> Texas, I've got bad news. Song into my head. Reagan on, get it yeah. on, Reagan on. <laughs> ring the gong. Texas, I got some bad news for Trey Ryan. The Cluckers on Cardinal Boulevard is permanently closed. Do we have to update that ad now? Does he say that in the ad? I don't know. I mean, he should know. He's Trey Ryan for Cluckers. I want Trey to just. Introduce himself before every ad on the show. I want to give all of my ad reads to Trey. We don't have, we don't have any. It's Trey Ryan for air service. <laughs> it's Trey Ryan for UofL School of Business. <laughs> school business. Trey Ryan for, what's the other one that I do with, like, these happy customers? Oh, Century Living. This is Trey Ryan for Century Living. I'm on, I'm on, I, I, I should have done mine. This is Trevor, Mitch Craig. He's in Ghoulings. Trey Ryan for Louisville City. When I'm staying home and not refusing to go out and I need air conditioning. Trey Ryan for Mitch Craig. <laughs> Trey Ryan for Shady Rays. Texas says Jawar Jordan plus 200 total yards and three touchdowns. Okay. Uh, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm gonna say the under there. The odds of, I'm on that prop bet are. I, I I love the enthusiasm. I like the confidence. Texas says I agree with the texter. I'm not worried about Pitt. I'm worried about ourselves. Yeah, but that's you know that's that's the cop out. Like I, yeah yeah Pitt sucks, but. The point, I don't think anybody's saying, like, we're worried that Pitt's going to come out and look like 2003 USC. I think we're worried that we're going to play poorly and we're going to lose. We're worried about the Pitt game, and I'm definitely worried about the Pitt game. There's this Big Red, Big Red Louie on Twitter saying Thrash may be out with a wrist injury tomorrow. We're, we're aware. We're not happy. No. They just Louisville wasn't cowed by Notre Dame. I feel like Brom won't let them get too full of themselves heading into Pitt. This is definitely. I mean, th- this is a spot where you trust the head coach, where you say, "This is why we brought you here." Exactly. It's on. Like, if if you are, if you are who we think you are, and a guy that's going to get us not just 
close to the mountaintop a couple of times, but a guy who's going to give us sustained success, where we expect to be in the top 25 just about every year. This is the type of game that you have your team ready and focused for. This is the type of game that you don't let your team overlook or not be ready to play. I mean, these were the games that I felt so much confidence in Rick Pitino back in the day because, you know, if you beat UConn when they were number two on the weekend and then you had to play a bad St. John's team on Tuesday, you knew that he wasn't going to let his team overlook. And if they came out sleepwalking, he was going to call a timeout and he was going to rip everybody a new a-hole right away. Like, he just he wasn't going to let that happen. They, wouldn't, they didn't play great every game, but it wasn't because it wasn't going to be because of lack of effort or lack of attention to detail. It, it helps when you're— That's what the great coaches do. It helps when you don't have—on when, when, uh, your list of worries of an opponent, your coach isn't on it. Yes, for sure. Exactly. We haven't always had that 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 luxury, though. Sure don't have it in basketball now. Texture says the amount of Rudy talk last week was one thing, but the creed that has taken over right this week is hysterical. <laughs> Pitt is kind of the creed of the ACC. All because I played a random creed song. I don't know how this happened. I don't know how we got was it. On, was it Wednesday I did it? Or is it... <laughs> it was Wednesday, yeah. No, it couldn't have been Wednesday because I don't have... Yeah, I do have Creed. It was Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, because I do have Creed on my on my, on my iTunes. Texas is Ashton. Uh, in picture by Kid Rockin'. Texas the Creed baseball song is an all-timer. I don't even want to know what that is. Ashton would just carry the car into the kitchen. <laughs> Creed is a baseball song? Yes, it's about the uh, the, the Marlins. Oh, God, of course it is. He's, oh, he's my God, man. I completely forgot about that. We used to play it on the Easy and Sweeney show. Yes. Oh, my good Lord, Texter. I can't believe I forgot all about that song. How's it go? I can't remember. I just remember, I remember the. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Hold on. <laughs> Texas, we got Narduzzi going after the Bring Brom home guy, and now Scott Stapp's going after Trevor on the text line. <laughs> this is only a minute 46. We're going to, we're going to, I can trust Scott to go into something blind here. I don't think, I don't think he had any curse words in it. I already hate it. Marlins will soar. This already sucks. Let's play ball. It's game day. Yeah. All right, we have one. Strikeouts, base hits, double plays. <laughs> this is going to cut off. It's, it's 59 right now. No, they will not let that happen. This is incredible. We'll just go to break on this. We'll be back. That's fine. Right, That's yeah. fine. Just, just play it out. Yeah. say the creed marlin song i didn't see it coming <laughs> i'd completely that was incredible i had I'd, I'd completely forgotten about that it was right up there when uh it came around the same time like prince did the minnesota Vikings song do you remember that well i do when i think creed i think prince in the next breath every well because because i just remember they both came around the same time of like why are they making songs about these teams i mean but the Miami one, yeah. That was... Do you think Creed saw that Prince did? And they're like, well, if Prince is doing it. 
Scott I, Staff's got to get on it. I don't think he was, and it's got to be about the Marlins. Well, the, Cre- the, the, the Prince one was the year they had Brett Favre, so I don't remember the, which one came first, though. That song was incredible. The Creed song? You will soar. <laughs> Unbelievable. Who knew that's, that's the best Creed song, right? I. It's my new favorite. No question about it. We've got a... Look, we've talked a lot about the Louisville Pitt game tomorrow, and we're going to continue to do so in the, the final hour here. But it's a big night and a big weekend for Cardinal Athletics overall. Uh, actually happening, it started as we speak. The The fifth-ranked Louisville field hockey team is on the road taking on number two Duke, uh, currently scoreless in the second quarter. Would love to see the Cards get a big victory there. They've only lost one game all season long, and it was against number one North Carolina. Uh, I think it was a 2 nothing final there. We mentioned the volleyball game tonight, number six Louisville taking on number eight Pitt. It's a big rivalry game. It's at the KFC Yum Center. If you can't make it out there for the 7 o'clock start time, it will be shown nationally on ESPNU. So get your weekend off started on the right foot, hopefully with a victory over the Panthers. The first of uh, at least a couple victories over the Panthers. Men's soccer, they've had a little bit of a rough go. They got up to number five in the country. They've had a rough go in in ACC play. They gave up two late goals in a non-conference match against Ohio State on Tuesday for a 2-2 draw. They're back in action tonight at 7 o'clock. At, uh, at Lynn Stadium against Boston College. They win at Lynn. We're, they're 5-1-1 at home this season. Here's hoping they can ha- get a nice conference victory because they are just 1-3-1 and in conference play. And then as mentioned on yesterday's show, Louisville Baseball actually is, is having game one of its Pizza Bowl tonight starting in, a, in about 55 minutes. It'll be 6 o'clock at Jim Patterson Stadium. They're, doing, they're honoring a, a pair of fallen officers. So if you can make it out there, it's for a good cause. If you can't make it out there, Sean Moth and company will be doing the broadcast on 93.9 The Ville. So a big night in the world of Cardinal Athletics, a big weekend in the world of Cardinal Athletics, and here's hoping it's a good one because, uh, look, middle of, uh, of October, sports have gone well so far. We'd love to finish strong, set up for a big November and a big December. The vibes are right. The, the fall vibes are right. It's a little warm today, but, my God, everything feels good right now. Basketball's coming. We're going to be fine. Basketball, no, it's it's going to be okay. No. Women's basketball is going to be great. Women's volleyball is awesome. Women's volleyball, volleyball is awesome. Football is awesome. I did see that one Creed of those. Rocks. Say what? Creed rocks. Creed does rock. Uh, I I did see somebody send in the clip of um the podcast we did earlier today. Danny had a, he's talking about going fishing, and at one point he just goes, uh, "My rod just started going crazy," and <laughs> all I could think of was you last a week ago saying. Oh, I'm jacking it, buddy. I'm jacking it, man. You two, you you really are like just long lost brothers. Like, there's, there's so many similarities there. It's like the, the euphemisms, the entendre, it's all very, very strong. But I feel like the vibes are right. We've we got an hour left to set the vibes correct. I, mean, I don't know who my, I've never met my dad for all. I know he could be a half brother. It's possible. My dad liked to get around. Well, you never know. You, you never know. Give me, yeah, I laid out some reasons why I'm nervous about this game tomorrow. The spread is down to seven. That also makes me nervous. It's the opposite of last week where the spread kept moving toward us or kept holding strong despite the fact that all the money was coming in seemingly on Notre Dame mm-hmm. and all the predictions were for Notre Dame. I've I've got some nerves here. Potentially no Jamari Thrash. Potentially a wet grass field. Potentially a little hangover from last week. Dull, lazy crowd. What's your biggest reason? Because you're, you're, you're very confident. What's your biggest reason for optimism going into this game right now? Jeff Brom. That's it? I mean, that's you asked me. Well, that's not it, but you asked me the biggest. Expand, please. I, I need you to get me fired up. I well, I've tried to been doing that all day. But Recapture guess, the glory from the first hour. What I'm, was what I want you to do I for the five. I gave you my ten seconds of energy. Well, I mean, some, I, some people are off work. I'm in, na- to, I'm in nap time now. <laughs> trying to start their weekend off on a high note. 
Get him, you got the text line fired up earlier. Get him fired up. Um, I mean, because well, just to, to elaborate, just on the number one thing, uh, that is the fact that Jeff Brom is in Brom. I trust. Yes, I know that you you can the haters can give us the stats that you you brought up over the over this week. It is that when he does get the upset, he falls flat. But this isn't, you know, falling flat against Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Michigan State when Michigan State was, you know, not you know, harassing people and had a good team. This is this is a pit team that isn't harassing anyone. It isn't making anyone's life hell. It isn't really giving anyone a scare. This is a pit team that's on its way down and has more concern with their their coach is more concerned with what our Twitter fans are doing than what his own team is doing. I like that. Right? Our coach has has the, has focused on right on. Here we go. Our coach knows. Here we go. What's going on? Our coach has said, listen. Notre Dame was great. We loved it. We had a good time. We're liking all the, the, the publicity. But it doesn't matter because it's one week at a time. And this week, Pitt, it's your time to be a victim. This is our time. Our time down here. Our time up there. Our time over there. Over here. Everywhere is our time. That's why I have, not, I have confidence going into this game. You and I would, first of all, well done. That was good. That was what I was looking for. You and I would also point to. <laughs> I would also point to this. Pitt won nine games last year. They beat UCLA in the Sun Bowl. They were a good team. They barely lost to a, a good Tennessee team. They lost to them in overtime. They they played a competitive game against North Carolina, who was nationally ranked. They beat a ranked Syracuse team. That same Pitt team, they lost to Scott Satterfield by two touchdowns. I was going to say, that when he won nine games last year? They won nine games. They beat number 18 UCLA 37-35 in the Sun Bowl. They won at Miami. They ended the season on a five-game winning streak. DCC is just begging to be grabbed by the throat and taken control of. We held them to easily their lowest point total of the season in a 24-10 victory. Oh, when, yeah. When most of the fan base already wanted to fire our head coach. Their lowest point total after that was 19. They lost to us by two touchdowns last year. Yeah. Imagine what Jeff Brom can do. Imagine what Brom can do. I know they've won an 8 out of 10. I know that they we haven't won up there since 2012. But it's a new day. It's a new dawn. We're going to get back to the old ways of just stomping Pitt on a regular basis. That, that's an old Pitt team. You can, you can put that team up there with the rest of the fake national championships they got on their wall. Because Mark May, Tony Dorsett, Kenny Loggins, or Kenny Pickens, none of them are even walking through that door. The old Pat Narduzzi was focused on, you know, great run games and stone cold defense. The new Pat Narduzzi is focused on bring Brom home guy. So I, I feel like he's lost it a little bit. He, he's rattled. In all seriousness, like, you look at this. And he lost to Cincinnati Satterfield, too. God, that's true. I, I kind of forgot about that. It was, it was so early in the season, and that was a big deal at the time. I mean, this Pitt team, they lost to Cincinnati, who has since proven to be not great. They're 2-3. They're and three. They lost to West Virginia who I, I know that they took a Hail Mary, but they've already lost two games this year. West Virginia is not a, a fantastic football team. They got beaten handily at home by North Carolina, 41-24. to And then the, the big one, the big red flag, I think is last week against Virginia Tech, who most people thought was either the worst or the second worst team in the conference. And then they just kind of put it on pit from start to finish in a 38-21 to victory that basically got Phil Dracovich benched. And... and the Virginia Tech offense doesn't do that much special. The drones kid is is a he, he does the wildcat thing a little bit. He's a dual threat quarterback who's not a great passer, and he threw for three touchdowns and they ran all over them. So this pit, I mean that was Virginia Tech's most points scored. This, this well, I guess I take that back. They just yeah, that's most they've scored all season. Yeah, I mean they're not good. 
Old Dominion, they didn't score that much against Old Dominion. It's a team that lost to, I know they lost to Rutgers pretty badly. Marshall beat them. They're yeah, just, they've given up 38 multiple times. But. It's not a good offense, and they put up 38 against Pitt. Yeah. I, I know that Pitt may have a sound game plan. I know the elements may be a factor. I just have a hard time believing that our offense is going to fall totally flat. I, mean, I think a lot of people are comparing this game to the NC State one a couple of Fridays ago. As average as NC State's defense has been at times this season, I know they just gave up 41 points to Marshall last week. I feel confident in saying the NC State defense is more talented than the Pitt defense. It's one thing to want to have a, a specific game plan, to have the right game plan. It's another thing to execute it. I think NC State, because of how good their cornerbacks were, they were able to execute that game plan against us. I don't think Pitt's linebackers are as fast as NC State's. I don't think they're as beefy up front, and I know their secondary is not as good. I think we should. Also, another crowd won't bring it like NC State sit on a Friday night. It's not crowd. going to be an intimidating atmosphere. You know, there's a good and a bad there. I think you you know you do kind of have to self motivate. It'll be a sleepy crowd. The rain, you know, we don't know how much it's going to rain, but it certainly looks like it's going to rain some. That'll be a factor as well. But I trust our offensive line. I think they've earned that right after the first uh, six games of the season. I think Jawar Jordan. You know who else? I think who makes me feel good about having in this game Isaac Garendo. He's a guy that. You feel com- confident in uh, in a traditional running play, even when Pitt knows it's coming. Like, that guy can get you three, four, five yards. He's a very physical runner. He's faster than people give him credit for. I think this may be a game where you ride him a little bit from time to time, especially if Jawar's not getting those explosive plays, if those holes just aren't there. Isaac can keep some drives alive. I, I-, I would like to see a healthy dose of him in this game tomorrow. I think, you know, if they want to play big boy football, we've played big boy football the last two weeks, and we've ended up doing it better than the team that tried to play that way against us. We've I mean, won. This, the, is a, this is a defense giving up over 200 yards team rushing twice this year. Yeah, I mean. Or, we, I'm sorry, 199 and, oh, so once, but with that it was 199. Yeah, it's 200. Just, just round up. Yeah, I think we can round up. Like, like, we haven't done anything crazy to beat NC State and Notre Dame. We've played the way that they've wanted to play, and we've wound up winning, which to me is the most Im- impressive thing about the Notre Dame victory. It wasn't a fluky deal. It wasn't all crazy offense and gadget plays. and Like, we just control the game from basically start to finish. We destroyed them on defense, we wanted the point of attack, and we ran the ball really effectively against them. It's why I think that this team, for all the talk about Jeff Brom being kind of a an ebb and flow coach, sort of a roller coaster coach, the highs are really high, but the lows are really low, I think this team is different because we're not relying on an offense to throw the ball 55 times a game, and we're not relying on a defense that's so porous that we have to beat everybody 48 to 45 the two biggest concerns that we had with Brom when he came over from Purdue are arguably our two biggest strengths this year. We run the ball really well, and our defense, especially up front, is very good. That should make you kind of upset-proof, or or at least less susceptible to an upset in a game like this. Uh, you know, if you if, you, if you, you have to put up 50 points a game and you have to do so by throwing it 60 times a game, then yeah, you're going to have games where that just doesn't work. It's a far more risky philosophy. We are pretty solid. And Pitt doesn't do anything spectacularly well. I feel like we should be able to hit on a couple of big plays. I think our defense is going to be really good again. I, I think it's going to be a scary game. I do. But I think that if it comes down to just not screwing up and not giving up the big play, I we've been pretty solid at that so far this year. We know how to make winning plays. I think that is going to rear its head again on tomorrow. There's one thing Pitt does do well. What's that? They suck. Yeah, that catch-up. <laughs> 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll take a few more texts. Coming up, we've got Big X, Big Bets of the weekend, and then we'll do our pick-em oh, statement. Oh, yeah. Everybody gets to get the – write them down. Write them down this week.
I'll post them this week. I feel like we should post them last week so we could thump our chest because it felt it felt wrong thumping Very our chest rare, after they'd yeah. already won. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Texas, have you guys heard the Scott Stapp, uh, the song Scott Stapp did for the Marlins? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Leave that. We just played it. It is awesome. Texas, Trevor, my nudes got taken. Help me. I didn't take them. This is the first time this person has texted in since July. <laughs> this is this an anime person, too? Oh, uh, it's one of the angry guys' aliases. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean. It's the it's the anime guy. Yeah, they took your nudes. I'm, I'm sorry. Is it in the in, in the cloud? You ever sent a nude picture? You've asked me this like seven times, and the answer has always been no. <sighs> Maybe one day it'll be yes. Texas, a second Reagan Ong being the nicest guy ever. I work within walking distance of his athletic training business on River Road. He jumped out of his truck one day to thank us for cleaning up some debris from the road. I recognized him immediately, and he let me annoy him for five minutes about how I remember watching him on the bench as a kid. He's, he's the best. He's nice. legitimately the best. Reagan Ong, get it on. Reagan Ong. Texas, what's wrong with Creed? <laughs> they haven't put out enough albums. That's what's wrong. Do they still make music? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think so. Because it didn't, didn't, uh, what's his name going like, uh, he was in like uh, Celebrity Rehab or something, wasn't he? Scott Stapp? Yeah. I love how you said, what's his name? We've, we've, we've said his name 75 times today. I was looking. Also, I was looking that up, and I was also trying to remember what, what when did they actually did the Marlins song, which was 2010. By the way, Creed just got back together, according to the Wikipedia page. Oh, good for them. They had been broken up since 2012. They just got back together in 2023. Good, incredible. On July 19th, 2023, the band announced that they had reunited and would be headlining the Summer of '99 Cruise in April 2024. Well, this this saddens me. It says Scott Stapp. Recorded the anthem for the National League Baseball team, the Marlins, in April 2010. But the song is just a rewrite of his 2005 solo album song, You Will Soar. Oh, I thought he wrote something original. That kind of hurts my feelings now. It's like the Love Actually, where he just puts, well, Chris, like I, he puts Christmas in for, every, for the love in that song. That's, Christmas <laughs> is all around us. This, uh, we've got re-gifted. Like we're like, we're like Tim, Tim Watley over here. I feel it in my fingers. <laughs> Texas says the Marlin song is a Scott Stapp only production, not Creed. Yeah, what the Chris the Creed band members know their name on that? Texas says, "Oh God, what have I done?" It's the same Texas who brought up all the Creed talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. Creed will I would be remembered as the Beat Pit song. Ah, uh, so first of all, vibes getting better. Louisville, Good. Louisville Field Hockey has scored. They are ahead now of Duke, uh, number two team in the country. Number five, Louisville leads one nothing with a beautiful goal about ten minutes ago. Also. I, I told you this was going to happen on Friday if we won the Notre Dame game. I told you people are going to flip the narrative, and all of a sudden it's going to be Louisville could be this year's TCU. ESPN College Football, the official Twitter account, has just put out a, dra- a graphic that says, Dare to compare 2022 TCU versus 2023 Louisville. No. At this point in the season, both were 6-0. and TCU in the AP poll, number 13. Louisville in the AP poll, number 14. Points uh, Point differential so far? TCU, this time a year ago, plus 116. Louisville, plus 112. AP ranked wins, they had three. We had one. Comeback wins, both teams had three. Largest comeback, TCU 17, Louisville 15. I Just saying, it's out there. Brahms, an offensive-minded guy. Sonny Dykes is a pass-heavy offensive guy. 
Max Dugan was a was a, I think a fifth year co- quarterback. Michigan doesn't want us in the semifinals. I'll tell you that much. No, they don't. Whoever plays in the championship would, but that's a different story. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> Texas says Louisville football is deeper and more well rounded than Pitt. It sounds like a trap game, but the cards have shown against N- uh, NC State that we can win ugly. I agree with that. I don't want to win ugly, but we can. I'm look. I, just all I want to do is keep winning. Like I can't. At this point, I'm too excited about everything that's going on. I'm too giddy. I don't even want to think about, especially going into a bye week. I need these two weeks to just still keep dreaming. I, I want to go into the last weekend of October, at the very least, thinking crazy thoughts. And I can't, I can't deal with the the pit loss and then a whole lot of basketball talk for the next two weeks, especially with you gone next week. We need to win this game. Nick Simmons called on Wednesday, though. I said what I said. <laughs> Texas, every time that TK gives a hype speech, I feel like Hulk Hogan's theme music should be playing in the background. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. You know, it actually was written for another for a tag team. And they used it for like once, twice, and Hogan. And then they get they're like, "This doesn't work," and they give it to Hogan. Hmm. It was, uh, it was uh, Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham. Texas says, "When we get wasted at games afterwards, we come back home and karaoke. That's cool. Like clockwork. If we're wasted enough, we sing Creed and we sing Kid Rock." <laughs> I mean, I get you don't like Kid Rock's political views, but uh, come on, it's just, uh, that that first Devil Without a Cause or Clue or whatever that album that that's some catchy that and. Photograph's a catchy song, okay? Put your picture away. I went to drink you away. I was off to drink you away. <laughs> hey, come on, cowboy. We already know how much we love cowboy. Texture sends in, you have to check this out. My friend made a gif of me saying our time. Let me see if I can find it. Please don't share it with the world. He, did, he, he then sends in the gif of himself saying it's our time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at that right it's now. It's a great gif. It's our time, baby. Texas says, does Pitt have one of the most randomly NFL, randomly good NFL alumni class? Marino, Donald, Fitzgerald, Dorsett, Ditka, Revis. I yeah. mean, they've got a good alumni. Yeah. They also were a good program back in the day. I think we forgot. We never really got to experience that, but they you know, they won a national title. Yeah, I mean, well, they had the good run with Dorsett and Mark May that mm-hmm. was on that team as well, the 76 team, which we did play and, and experienced. And Mark may be wrong. Yeah, that was the Johnny Majors team before he left and went to Tennessee, I believe. Mark still alive? Did I? Yeah, he still does. He doesn't do it anymore, though, right? No, he's been gone for a while. He yeah. was so bad. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I guess he was. I never really. I guess I never really thought about him being bad because I was younger when I started watching him, so it didn't, it's kind of a different perspective. One of the best, per, like early internet days, was when he accidentally tweeted all of his drafts on Twitter. Like, <laughs> like, like. Probably, no, I forget he, this person didn't even, didn't even forget. Don't forget Curtis Martin went to Pittsburgh. It, yeah, it, but it was like seventy-five Mark May drafts where he was just like. Notre everyone was like misspelled. It was like Notre Dame, forty five <laughs> points? Question mark. And they like tweeted them all. I was like, what is Mark May having a stroke? Well, you know, he, he wasn't a pit for his education. Okay. <laughs> Texas says, what's your personal projected win total now compared to the beginning of the football season? Trevor said nine at the beginning of the season. I said eight. I I, I upped it to nine before last week. I mean, I feel like I've got to say ten and two now. I'm still I'm I'm I moved up to ten. I feel like I've got to yeah. I mean, I I'm, I'm saying ten and two. I don't want to say I'd be disappointed with nine and three because that feels unfair, just because we're here at six and zero. But man, I feel like we should get to ten and two now. Texas, I wasn't sure if you all read this already. If you did, disregard. Uh, 
yeah, we, we, we did it. We got Narduzzi going after Bring Brum Home Guy and Scott Staff going after Trev. All the vibes are right now. Oh, yeah, baby. Texas Nickelback greater than Sign Creed. <sighs> Man. I think Nickelback's a better band than Creed. I don't know. They're both ass. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to get, cause... I like Nickelback's first song that got popular. The uh, Photograph? Uh, no, no, that wasn't the first one. It was the... the this is how you remind me, me of what I yeah. used to. Yeah. When that first came out, I was like, all right, I can't like uh, Yeah, that, I mean, it can catch you. I mean, their songs are, are pop catchy, but, I mean, don't get me wrong, my favorite my favorite Nickelback is still going to be Rockstar. I mean, how do you not like that song? Texas TK, I sent you a trade for Chris Bell. Please accept it. Your mother doesn't want us to have a strange I am not tra- I'm not giving you up something on my roster for your sloppy second you just picked up randomly as a free agent. Texas, I used my free DraftKings bet on Notre Dame to beat USC in South Bend tomorrow. Bad weather, Hartman rebound. I can see it happening. If things go south, I aim to pursue an internship at Big X. Well, not, not to get paid. <laughs> we'll give you a nice little check when you leave. I had a friend actually reach out to me. He was like, hey, why don't you, I'll, I'll work over there with you if you need help. Like, did you win the lottery? That's how we pretty much got our other intern. Yeah, <laughs> well, even the ones that we got that are even the, our own our family, our family of our owner just bounces still. Texas, sorry if I missed this, but is Thrash out for the game? Uh, there are rumors we have not confirmed. They won't say anything. They're on. probably right for kickoff too. Yeah. By the way, Patrick uh, texted me this morning and he had a picture of him and Dennis from the game. I was like, how did I not see this before? I mean, Dennis Evans. Well, it's probably because he, he only talked about it on six eighty. Yeah, he sent it to to Ennis and and those and Diener and those guys. Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Right when it happened. They put it on the website, ESPNLouisville.com. <laughs> Texas says, does Mark Stoops have an upper lip, or does he intentionally tuck it in when he smiles? I've never noticed. Oh, I've noticed it. <laughs> now it's very gopherish. Now it's going to stick no out. way around it. It's going to stick out to me now if I look it up. It's a thing. It's a very real thing. So it's his upper lip, or he, 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 he tucks in his upper lip? No, I don't think he has one. He doesn't have an upper lip? It looks like he's constantly like grinning and bearing, but I think he just doesn't have an upper lip. Or it's, it's just very thin. <laughs> what's what is what is that Family Guy character where, like the jaw came all the way out or something? And, like, the, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's some picture. Texas is catching up on the show and just heard you all bring up the wedding vow renewal in Paris. Okay, yeah. Is it me? It went really well. No thanks to Trevor. I forgot. I, why didn't you reach out to me again? I'm. I'm a burnout, dude. I forget that you, you came on the weekend. We were in Amsterdam on a houseboat for the Notre Dame game, just watching on my phone until 5 a.m. Trevor would have enjoyed the atmosphere. Wait a minute. I had a chance to go to Paris? Could have gone to – they're in Amsterdam. Ooh. On a houseboat watching the Notre Dame game. I can't feel like a honeymoon would be a perfect good thing for Amsterdam. It's a vow renewal. <laughs> well, it's totally different. I mean, unless – I mean, hey. If, if if Amsterdam is the cool is the place is a good place for you as a couple to go to, more power to you, buddy. I'm proud of you. All right, let's take our last break. When we come back, we're gonna do big X, big bets of the weekend, and then we'll do our standard weekly pick'em segment, and then we will, of course, predict the winner of tomorrow night's Louisville pick game. It's all happening right here. Keep it locked on 1450 and 96.1. Big X. We're ready. 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 We're ready.
go. Yeah. It's Friday. You know what that means. No, it's game day eve when you hear Archie and the boys. R.I.P. Archie. I don't, you, you, love, you love how I always make references to shows I'm binge watching? Yes. So last night's American Dad was the one where Klaus was the hype man for the rapper. Have you seen that or not? I have. And he tries to go solo, but I I start thinking to myself, like, I wouldn't go solo because his solo rap, by the way, was just beautiful. Like, drinking Mountain Dew while eating multigrain. <laughs> but, yeah, I was thinking to myself, I could be a good hype man. Like, I could just sit there, like, on, like, like I don't even have to, get, I don't have to, like, move around, but I can sit, like, on the stool and be like, yeah, what? That's swole. Yeah. You'd be the worst hype man. I'd be the You have best. no rhythm. <laughs> You don't talk clearly. You don't need to talk clearly. You just need to be loud and energetic. Uh, and I want to see it. Don't get me wrong. I would love oh, to I'll see, see it. it. I'll be. Uh, you 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 reach out to Harlow, okay, and tell him next time he's doing a concert semi locally, or in a place that he would fly me out to or, or pay for me to go to that I would be cool to visit, and I I want to be his hype man. Who's this guy again? He's, gonna, a, he's a producer? I'm gonna no, be he's on, a radio, I'm gonna sports be, radio I'm gonna producer. Be on the bit. I'm going to be sitting there. He's like, what's popping? I'm like, we be popping, man. This is popping. We always popping. We popping fresh. It's not a great audition. Not the best. Well, I don't know any other songs by him. Not perfect. Texas TK, are we getting our minds right by carving pumpkins together or night or not, bud? Uh, tonight? No, I got something going on. Well, actually, Carve pumpkins with Ross? Pumpkin, pumpkin, carving with Ross. Bob Ross? Ross, uh, our listener. Ross. I know. I know who it is. Uh, now, Ross, you, you can't cut one for me, buddy. I want to see if you I would love to see you carve a pumpkin. I, I think don't, don't want to do this. You get very frustrated. My hands are all need, gooey. I would need, uh, yes, I have no art skills whatsoever. Like any other Friday night. I have, <laughs> I have no art skills whatsoever. I'm like, I no, I'm. I screw up stick figure drawings. I, I cannot. I have no art skills. It's, it's horrendous. I don't either. But you've used the stencil. I can't even trace right. <laughs> like I, I don't know how it is. Like I'll trace it, and somehow there's like I've added like a second leg or something. At least I hope it was a leg. I think maybe we shot too high with the ACT. The more you talk, the more I'm like, could Trevor pass four year old preschool? <laughs> what Virginia's doing right now? Can we? Can we trace them? Can we can we do can we do a Billy, can I do a Billy Madison? Uh, yesterday, last week, her entire lesson was all about manners. I think you would struggle there. No, I'm good with manners now. Come on, I, I, don't, I'm, I don't know. No, I there's I am yes, ma'am, yes, sir. I'm always thank you for holding uh, you open the door. Say always say thank you, please. Being high at snack time is not good manners. <laughs> no, no, that no, that's no, that that's ethics. I think, and manners is like being like it's poor decorum. You know, I have good manners. But my grandma would. She would she wouldn't lay a hand on me unless I had bad manners. Then then she would smack me. I'm I'm all about the manners. I get mad when people don't say thank you when you hold a door for them. I'm the d bag who when you open the door for somebody and they walk by and don't say thank you. I go oh you're welcome and then I walk back and I walk in. I'm, I'm that guy. With, I'm fine with that. Are you ready for big X big bets? I've been man I've been ready since the time I woke up six hours ago. If you listen to last Four Friday show, ago. if you listen to last Friday show, we gave you six picks. I, I gave three college football. Trev gave three NFL. You made some money because we hit all yeah, six right. of our bets last week. We're five. I'm five and one for the season. Trevor is three and three after an zero for three start. I feel like I'm due for a setback. Here's hoping Trev can pick us up. I feel I, I the more I think about it, the more I feel confident in my picks. These are our three locks. 
for the weekend that will be when it comes to betting. Do you want to get started, TK? I will get us started. And for the record, I, I'm undefeated since I, I ditched college football on this. This is true. I'm, I'm, Which is a good thing because you went one of nine this week in college football betting. Weekday betting. Weekend betting, I'm doing okay. Week, weekday betting, I am just the antichrist. I have do nothing right. Um, but this I do do right. And I just said do do and it made me laugh a little bit. That's fine. Uh, first up, the uh, you'll hear them on this airways, by the way, the Colts and the Jags. I like the Jags minus four versus the Colts. I'm good with that. I, mean, I don't have a lot of hype to it. I don't know. Richardson's out. The Jags have been kind of sleepwalking. I still feel like they're a sleeping giant a little bit. Jags won this matchup early in the year by 10 already. Uh, I like the Jags covering the four points. Uh, my first big X, big bet of the weekend. I'm going to the AAC. I'm going. Uh, I hate the AAC. I think it's the AAC. I'm going to the, Tro- <laughs> I'm going to the Troy Trojans. They, <laughs> they've won three straight games since a two-point loss to undefeated James Madison. There's no no shame in that. They're one of the best run defenses in the country, allowing just 84.3 yards per game, which is a big deal because this weekend they are going to West Point to take on the Army Cadets, or the Black Knights, I should say. The Black Knights hung around with Syracuse and Boston College. I think they're getting a little bit too much love for that. Troy goes on the road, and they cover the four and a half points. Bet on the Trojans. Bank it. I'd feel better if I didn't know now that Troy's in the Sun Belt. <laughs> <laughs> Sun belt, fun belt, gun belt, who cares? They're winning by more than four and a half points. <laughs> okay. TK, who's your second pick? <clears throat> uh, my second one, you're going to like this one. This one, I get a little more pumped up because I do feel better about this one. Sure, they're four and one. Sure, they're on the road. Or, I mean, sure, they're they're at home, but I still don't trust Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. I know what they did against New England last week. That's fine. They won't be the first or last people to do that to, to the, the fake that is the Patriots. Take the Lions, lay in the three on the road this week. Yeah, buddy. Lions go and win by 10. Lions are three-point road favorites? Yes, they are. Never would have guessed that back in the day. I do worry sometimes with golf on the road, but not so much in this game. Second Big X, Big Bet. I've given you two overs in each of the first two weeks. You this have. is going to be the third one. LSU, I don't know if any people are aware of this. LSU has hit the over in its last 10 games. They're in the SEC, by the way. That's the longest streak in all of college football. They're playing an Auburn team that had struggled a little bit on offense but seems to have found itself in recent weeks. LSU's defense is atrocious. The over-under is 60. I think that's too 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 short. Auburn, LSU, 7 o'clock ESPN, over 60 points. I misspoke. I said the Bucs dominated the Patriots. It was actually this team that dominated the Patriots, the Saints, uh, last week. I, I apologize. Don't, don't, don't come at me too much. Uh, I still want the lines to cover. And even though I'm bringing that up, I'm not even betting the Saints. I bet against this team last week. I'm betting for them this week. Houston hosting New Orleans. New Orleans, I know, look good again. Like I said, they blew out New England. But I don't care. Houston is a better team. They're better coached. They're getting two points. Take it. They win straight up. Well, you're kind of all, so. So what's the bet? You, you're kind of Houston's all plus two. Houston will cover the two against New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. So I've got Jags minus four, Lions minus three, minus three, and Houston plus Houston two. Houston plus two. All right, I went back and forth with my third pick. Okay. So this is kind of a. A bonus pick that I will ignore if it doesn't hit, and I will bring up if, it, if it's right. I think NC State's going to cover the plus three against Duke. No Riley Leonard. I think NC State can win that game straight up. Um, I, I like NC State to cover, but it's not my my third big X big bet. I'm going – you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm writing it down. I'm betting it. After a horrendous performance last week at l Stadium, I like Notre Dame in this spot against USC. The same Ooh. thing that the texture brought up. Dating this has come from Chris Felica. Dating back to 2015, there have been 14 instances of a six and O team being 
a betting underdog versus a two-loss team, which is the case here. Notre Dame's lost twice. They're favored in this game by three and a half, by two and a half points. In 11 of those 14 games, the underdog has lost outright, including USC last year at Utah when the 6-0 Trojans lost 43-42 to as a three-and-a-half-point underdog to the Utes. I, it's going to be a, a rainy game. USC's defense has looked really bad the last couple of weeks. I think Sam Hartman gets it going a little bit, maybe gets those those receivers in play. Maybe the defense plays 11 guys for a full game, gets their feet back under. And midterms are over, Trev. Mid, midterms are done. They the, finished the midterms? The weight is off the collective backs oh, of the Notre Dame Fighting thank Irish. Thank you, Lord. Notre Dame makes us feel even better about that 13-point victory last weekend. They beat USC. They cover the 2.5. That's my third big X, big bet of the week. USC does look like a team that's just begging to finally slip up somewhere, right? They do. And a cool thing, assuming we win, and of they, course. And we know they don't have to worry about midterms because they don't take classes in South Carolina. Sure. A, a, a cool thing, assuming that we win, of course, is now we get to do the scoreboard watch thing where it's like we want USC's unbeaten. We want as many unbeaten teams to lose as possible if we're going to we dream do. big. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. So those are our, our big X, big bets. TK, Jags minus four, Lions minus three, Texans plus two, Mike, Notre Dame minus two and a half, Troy minus four and a half, and Auburn LSU over 60 points. Lock it up. Make some money. We'll come back again next Friday. You love those over-unders. I've, I've hit two in a row. I never take. I never, I'm so bad at over-unders. I don't, I don't even bother looking at them anymore. I barely hit the Bama A&M one. I got up by a half point last week. But it hit. That's all that matters. Hey, all right. All that matters is if they hit it. Pick them segment. We had four games where we differed on last week. You won three of them. Uh, I won one of them. The only one that I got was, uh, was UCLA over Washington State. You, I mean, pain in my chest. Uh, you took Louisville, I took Notre Dame. That one came back to bite me. And, uh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, I, I went big with AM over Alabama. I thought, I, I mean, probably should have gotten it. Didn't get it. Uh, and then you got Fresno State. You took the upset pick with Wyoming. You were correct. I, I told you. Don't, I knew that one, too. I was, I, I was. Yeah. You. you don't go, you don't go, you don't come to, to Wyoming Laramie. and walk away. It's weird in Laramie. It is. Things get weird there. For the season, Trevor, 45 and 15. Mike, 43 and 17. Well, look at that. What was it again? 45 and 15. Oh, that's impressive. Let's get on with it this week. We got to, we'll pick the local games. Uh, Western Kentucky is off this week. So they we are. Will, they put on Tuesday next week. It's, I think every. I saw put, the, there were no CUSA games this weekend. They all are weekdays. I know. They put, but Western's back to back Tuesday games. It's crazy. We've got our Kentucky High School Game of the Week, uh, which will kick off in, in about, let's see, hour and 15 minutes. It is the Central Yellow Jackets playing good, playing good football right now on the road, taking on the Christian Academy Centurions, led by one Hunter Cantwell and a host of other former UofL players on that coaching staff. TK, who do you like here? What's the Centurion? Cow's mascot. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm being somewhat seriously. What is that? Um, it's, like a, it's like a Roman era is it so, okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter because it's not going to win anyway. I, I'll take uh, uh, Central and Stone to run them all over. I'm taking Central. Uh, give me Cal. Give right. me the, the Centurions. Ride nine. That's a medium. <laughs> They've been blo- their only loss, I think, was to uh, uh, to Lexington Christian. They beat Manuel pretty bad a couple weeks ago. That's, Did they? That's why I think they're for real. We'll see. Find out tonight. Uh, the I just want, I just want to give props to Cortez Stone. We've got a lot of – there are a lot of games that are kind of toss-up games point spread-wise on, on the docket for this week. One that's not, and we do pick the local games here, is the first game we're going to get to, which you can hear right here on our station, 1450 The Big X, your home for IU football. Indiana is on the road taking on Michigan. It's big nude Saturday. Somehow Indiana has gotten both a 3.30 spotlight game on CBS and now a big noon Saturday game on Fox. 
They are a 33-point road underdog against Michigan. This is a series that, over the years, Indiana has been kind of close, and then they fall flat on their face in the fourth quarter. It doesn't seem like it's going to be the case this year. But TK, what do you, I think we're both going to pick Michigan. Does Indiana cover the 33? No, take Michigan and take lay the points as well. I'm taking Michigan, but I think that Indiana does cover. No, but Michigan it's, beats it's, them. It's, Michigan beats them 40, 49 to three. It's a gross like 44 to, to 13 cover. Mm. That's what I'm going. With. I don't think Indiana scored 13 points. Talking about they scored 14 against us, slapping our own face. Yeah, taking steps backwards. Uh, we've got a, a a big game out west. A couple big games out west today at eight o'clock, also on Fox. Number 18 UCLA on the road taking on number 15 Oregon State and DJ Uyunglele. Oogie. The both teams five and one. Both teams have one conference loss. It feels like sort of a must win for both hopes to win the Pac-12 in its final year of existence. Oregon State is a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. This should be a very good game. UCLA's defense has been great. Oregon State's offense has been great. Who do you like, Trevor? Uh, Oregon State last year's defense was their, was their calling card last year more than anything, I felt like. But um, regardless, I, I'm going Chip Kelly with the, with the upset win this week. I, I'm going I, UCLA. They made me money last week. I liked them in the spot, too. I, I think Oregon State's going to win this game, though. I, I think they're on a full, like, Pac-2 revenge tour. I think they're out for blood when it comes to everybody else in this conference. I think DJU has been – I think he's proving that it was more about Clemson last year than it was about him. Now that's being shown a little bit true. Yeah, they've, they've looked good. They put up 52 last week against Cal. I, their defense is not good, but UCLA is not a dynamic offense. I think Oregon State wins, but I think it's a really good game. I'm going to say Oregon State 34, UCLA 31. Well, Oregon State's defense is ranked 34th in the country. Yeah, the defense has been fine, but their offense has been great. Yeah, I mean, their offense is ranked 14th. Yeah, I'm just saying. They I thought you recognized that you were talking like they, they were like one side. I was like, their defense is pretty decent, actually. No, but I just said UCLA's yeah. defense has been great. Oregon State's offense has been great. I mean, they, oh. did, they did give up 40 points to Cal last week. But Oregon State's had, yeah, they've been more balanced with the defense offense. But I'm taking UCLA with the upset. Give me give me the beeves. All right. Yeah, uh, got to make come back somehow. We've got ACC action. I, I alluded to this game earlier. It's 8 o'clock. ACC Network. NC State's on the road taking on Duke. Duke, it sounds like probably not going to have Riley Leonard if he does play. He's going to be a little bit limited. This is a dangerous spot for the number 17 team in the country. NC State, the issue, uh, a quarterback seems to have been resolved. They played Morris last week. They scored 48 points against Marshall. They gave up 41 points against Marshall. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that defense may feel a little bit worse. But NC State, this is kind of a, I don't know, this is, a, this is the spot where they seem to do a little bit of damage. Duke needs a win to stay you know, among the unbeaten in the conference. So they've only played one league game. It's an 8 o'clock kick at ACC Network. Duke is a three-point favorite. Trevor, who you got? I think Duke Duke is rattled. I'm going to NC State with the upset. I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I thought this was going to be a, a different pick, but I think NC State gets it down the road. The Morris kid looked good last week. It's a new element. I think Duke's a little bit of, of a fraudulent number 17 team in the country. I just think they're, yeah, I think they're a good team. I just don't, I mean, they're, they're but they're a 50-50 game with NC State to me a little bit, and I'm going to NC State with on that on that coin flip. I think the issue is their offense is too reliant on Leonard, and if he's not there, I don't, I don't trust them to put up any points. I mean, we saw how good the NC State defense can be when you're a little bit limited offensively. I, I like NC State to pull it off on the road. Uh, Texas A&M is on the road taking on Tennessee. This is the 3:30 kickoff on CBS. The Volunteers just a three-point favorite. Speaking of fraudulent top 20 teams, they have not looked great so far this year. A&M only a couple of close losses. Bobby Petrino, they have not fought yet. He and Jimbo Fisher, but Tennessee three-point favorite. It, it may happen. Who you like here? Um. I'm going to go to the home team. I'm going to go to Tennessee on this one. I keep picking Texas A&M. I feel like this is a game, but this, I mean, this is kind of like when I saw the A&M against Alabama. I was like, I can feel it being an upset, and it didn't happen. So, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I know Tennessee's not been as maybe as good as they, people thought they were going to be or whatever, but I, I like Tennessee winning this game. I stuck my neck out for A&M last week. I'm yes. doing it again. I think they pull off the upset on the road this week. I'm probably wrong. Look at you. You just not you, That loyalty to Petrino you have, it's just. It's true. It's true. They, they should have won the game last week. They should have won. I'm surprised he didn't hire you on the staff. Uh, <laughs> the other big ACC game of the week is 730 on ABC. This is our spot from last weekend. Miami, number 25 in the country, coming off of one of the funniest losses you're ever going to see in your entire life, unless you're a Miami fan. On the road, taking on number 12, unbeaten North Carolina and Drake May. It's a spotlight game for Drake May. People think he may wind up being the, the first or second quarterback taken in the NFL draft next year behind only, I guess, Caleb Williams. Uh, putting up This is his chance to put up big-time numbers. He's been a little bit just kind of eh, like good but not great so far this season. UNC is just a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Who gets it done at Keenan Stadium? TK. UNC's won this series, this four straight in the series, by the way, and last two by three points in each game. Wow. I'm going Miami pulling it off. North Carolina, bye-bye from the unbeaten. Miami bounces back, wins this game on the road. I agree with you. I'm, I'm taking the Hurricanes. I think it's a question of we've seen this before. I mean, I mentioned this last year. When Miami loses that first game and the dream of being undefeated and winning a national title kind of fades away, a lot of times they do just sort of quit, and they quit dramatically and just stop totally playing. I think the fact that this is a that they're playing a ranked team on the road in primetime spot, I, I think they're going to get up for this game. If they get up for it, I think that they're probably still a better team overall than North Carolina. I know that they spit the bit in dramatic fashion last, like last week against GT, but they're more talented. They've been more consistent up until last week. I think they get the job done on the road. I'm picking a lot of road winners. I realize that too. I've done that because well, we picked a lot of the same. So, so I did pick home Tennessee. Uh, we mentioned this game earlier. I've, I've given away my pick already, but 7:30 on NBC. The old West Coast Midwest rivalry is back. Number 10 USC, another unbeaten. The aforementioned Caleb Williams, a quarterback coming in, 22 touchdowns, one interception. He is the favorite right now to become the, just the second two-time Heisman Trophy winner in the history of the award. On the road, taking on Notre Dame. This is a big spot for Caleb Williams. It's a big spot for the Trojans. It's also a big spot for Notre Dame to try and save its season, which seems right now to be hanging in the balance. Fighting Irish are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite. Trevor, who you like? Well, he'd be actually the third person winning because Lamar technically won back-to-back Heisman's, if you ask anybody. real, but has a real concept of reality. Um, this is a tough game, man, because USC just has not stopped anybody. Notre Dame has been... I'm I'm gonna go up. You picked Notre Dame, didn't you? I, I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's right. Why well, would USC won this one last year? I'm gonna USC wins back to back. I'm gonna take the Trojans on the road again. I've got the Fighting Irish. Uh, I mean, I uh, I did not like what I saw from them last week no, from a I. betting perspective, but I loved it from a fan perspective. I, I just think that I think they're better than what they've shown the last couple of weeks. And I think USC is not as good as people want them to believe to be. I think Caleb Williams is a a sobering moment for me. It's really hard to win the Heisman Trophy two times. It's never happened. Uh, since oh, yeah. I mean, Lamar Griffin did it, and it. they stole it from him. It's true. I think that he's you know, he's up against it. I think he has a little bit of a, a bad night, and I think Notre Dame gets the job done. And suddenly all those fighting Irish fans who are so upset are singing the praises of Marcus Freeman for a little bit. I think the, the USC is maybe not overrated, but I think it should be taken into fairness that the last three weeks has caused this overrated stigma. It's all been two on the road. But more importantly, all three conference games in the Pac-12, from top to bottom, is the best conference in college football. I also selfishly want Notre Dame to win, just so we. I well, feel, I, I feel better about I our agree. win. Yeah, you know, I like that too. Yeah. Like that would make for a cool night if we take care of business against Pitt at six thirty. We can flip over and watch Notre Dame 
like beating the brakes off of USC, then you're like, okay, like now we're, we're getting even more respect. But USC doesn't, doesn't care, matter because USC's defense is so bad. Is it too early to start talking about style points for us? <laughs> Can we get into that discussion? Do we do we punch one in on Pitt late if we have the opportunity to, to just to get some style points? I think we should. Just, I think we should just do it just for bring Brom home guy anyway. Like Jeff just like looks at Narduzzi. He's like, that was for BBHG. Dude, what, what if Jawar just breaks a big one? He looks at the camera and goes, BBH, that's for you, baby. Like, does the hand signal. <laughs> there, there, beep, I'm done for, I'm, YouTube camera's coming next week. I'm over here done to do my BBH. And it's like, is Jawar, hope that somebody walking by doesn't think I'm doing a gang symbol. Is Jawar Jordan blood affiliated? Is he throwing up? No, that, that, was, that was for the Brain Brawl Home Guy Twitter account. BBH, baby. Don't worry about it. He does it all the time. Uh, we've got... <laughs> we always pick the local games here. We do the big college football games. We do the local teams as well, which means we will be picking the game 730 SEC Network. This is a tough break for Kentucky to be playing at the same time because there's some big games uh, that are going to be played at night on Saturday. But Missouri on the road, taking on Kentucky, still in the top 25 at number 24. Both teams are 5-1. and one. Both teams have just one loss in the SEC. This feels like a – I mean, they're basically already eliminated for, from division champion contention because Georgia's not going to lose but this feels like an official SEC East elimination game Missouri has been pretty good they're only lost to it to a ranked team kind of surprised that they're not hanging around in the top 25 Kentucky their only loss pretty dramatically but to the number one team in the country they are a two and a half point home favorite who gets it done on Saturday uh this is hard to accept because I know these teams have been playing they play close so much but Missouri's Kentucky's actually won four out of five in this I think they've been better against Missouri. Really. And, but they've all been close with the exception of one year. That said, I mean, Missouri, I watched Missouri in, in LSU last week a little bit, but I don't think Kentucky's as bad as what, I mean, what happened to Georgia. I'm taking the Cats to bounce back and beat Missouri at home this weekend. This is like, I think this is the toughest game of the week for me because I don't, I've it's got such a 50 50 game. Yeah, I've got no handle on how good either one of these teams are because, I mean, Missouri has the best win beating Kansas State, but how good is Kansas State really? Yeah, they're um, struggling. And, and they haven't really beaten anybody else. Kentucky beat Florida, but how good is Florida, really? And they haven't really beaten anybody else. And in both of their, their only marquee games, Kentucky gets destroyed by Georgia. And then, uh, you know, Missouri loses to an LSU team that's not nearly as good as we thought they were going to be and loses by 10. Uh, I don't, I mean, I, I'm going with Missouri. They got to go opposite with me. I'm going with Missouri. I, I know it's on the road. I know Kentucky's been good at home. I'm taking, yeah, man, I don't feel good about that pick. I know it's under the radar. I'm immediately regretting it. Kansas State's got a nice challenge this week going at Texas Tech. It's gonna be, we're going to see how good Kansas State really is this week. Can I switch? Already? Yeah, I, I feel like Kentucky's going to win. You're going, you're flipping Kentucky? Yeah, I'm going Kentucky. Look at you flipping to Kentucky. I know. Just like you. It's like you when know, we hire Brian Brown to be our head coach. When they, <laughs> you say we? Yeah, just like you when we hire Brian Brown. I think we as the Kentucky's going to hire Brian. What if Kentucky hires Brian Brown to replace Stoops? It'd be hilarious. Not Brian Brown. Brian. I was going to say Brian Brom. That would not be hilarious. I would not, <laughs> I would not enjoy that. Uh, 3.30 ABC. It's the game of the week in college football. The only It's only the third top 10 versus top 10 matchup we've had so far this season, and it's a biggie. Number 8, Oregon, on the road, taking on number 7, Washington. Both teams 5-0. and Both teams 2-0 and in the Pac-12. Both teams have high-scoring offenses. Washington is a three-point home favorite. I know you love your boy out there. You know Kalen DeBoer is my boy. I know we both love Will Stein in Oregon, though. We do. We do. We do love Stein, the future Indiana next head coach of Indiana University. Who you got here? Big spot for both teams. Uh, it is. Um, I, I can't go away from my guy. I think this is Michael Penix's year. 
So when Michael Pix wins the Heisman, is that the closest IU's ever going to get to having a Heisman winner, by it's, the way? It's the best thing they've had in football since since Anthony Thompson since came Antoine in. Antoine Randall wound up being good in the NFL. Well, I was Anthony Thompson actually came in second in voting. But uh, Washington's a complete team. They're more complete than Oregon. Oregon's good. I get it. But I'm going, I'm going Huskies all the way on this one. I agree with you. I'm rooting for Oregon because I love Will. and He's an awesome guy, and I think Washington's he's doing a great job out good. there. I think Washington is very good. Like I, yeah. I think I'm almost at a point where I'll be surprised if they don't make the playoff. I think they can. I don't know if they're going to win it all. The problem is, is they, they, they packed it with so hard. They go on, they, I mean, you can barely – you don't even have to sleepwalk into a game, and you can get beaten in the Pac-12 right now. Is that what I said? I think, that, I think they're very good. I think they take care of business this weekend. They win a very fun, very good game. All right, time for the big show. Oh, it's the big show. 6.30 p.m., the CW. Now, welcome to the WWE. CW debut for the cards. They're taking on Pitt on the road, coming off of one of the biggest wins in recent program history. Louisville's a seven-point favorite over a Pitt team that has yet to defeat an FBS opponent. They're 1-4 overall. They have not won a conference game. Louisville's 6-0, 3-0 in the ACC, looking for their first 7-0 start since 2012. Elements look bad. Maybe the vibes are a little bit off. Does Jeff Brom and his team, do they get it done tomorrow night? I'll tell you right now, we're going to go into Pittsburgh, and we are going to tell them they are as bad as their Heinz ketchup tastes. Louisville, I don't care what Nardo, Nardozzi Pat does. He can bring in Kyle Pitt. He can bring in Brad Pitt. He can host this game at the Peach Pit for all I give a bleep. It's not going to make one bit of a difference. Brom's coming in there with arms loaded, arms wide open, and the scoreboard wide open, too. Louisville wins this game. I'm going to say Louisville wins 38-21. I like that. I think it's going to be 38-20. I think it's going to be ugly at times. I think it's going to be a grinded-out game. I think they're going to slow it down a little bit. I think we're probably going to be fine with doing that. I think it's another game where the defense really flexes and shows what they're all about. At the end of the day, a win's a win. We just want to win. Louisville does win. Louisville does cover. Cards 24, Pitt 14. Thank God for Ron English in this defense. They get it done. Jawar Jordan also has a better-than-expected day, and Jack Plummer hits on a couple of bigots, despite potentially not having Jamari Thrash. Let's get this done. Let's get to 7-0. Are you ready? Let's go to the – play it now. Let's go to the bye week. Perfect. Dreaming the, the biggest of dreams. Let's go, baby. Go Cards. Be Pitt. Woo! See you guys Monday at 3. We're ready. Oh, 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 we're ready.